What's happening, weirdos? Uh, something cool and new to say here at the top of the show is I am releasing a vinyl that is limited edition. That is something I've obviously never done before. I don't know anybody that's done it before. I, I put out a record of a Living at Largo show, but the point of the record is just what a normal stand-up set is like. Uh, obviously, I'm working on my new hour right now, and instead of just releasing it when it's done, uh, quote-unquote done or abandoned, really, I wanted people to hear what it's like when I'm doing a regular show at Largo. It was an exceptional show, um, but there was a lot of riffing. There was a lot of finding it. There's uh, working it out. And in my opinion, that's what real stand-up is. Um, and that made me really, really excited about the idea of releasing an album so people can hear not a album recording special show, but just a regular show that I didn't even know was being recorded, um, except that Largo records all their shows. And then we were like, after the fact, we were like, let's put this out as a vinyl. And we did. All of the proceeds go to the Littlest Tumor, which is an incredible organization. Um, so uh, this is a not-for-profit thing. It's all for charity. And there's only 500 of them. That's it. We're only going to do 500 uh, because I wanted to make something special um, that if you know a big fan of mine or a big comedy fan and you want to give them something that is rare and unique and one-of-a-kind and support a wonderful cause, go to the 800-pound gorilla website and look for Pete Holmes Living at Largo. The name of the record is Pete Holmes Living at Largo. It was put out by 800 Pound Gorilla. Um, it's not 800poundgorilla.com. It's kind of more. Com it's 800 pound gorilla records dot myshopify.com. Just Google 800 Pound Gorilla <laughs> Pete Holmes Living at Largo, and uh, you'll be able to buy those while supplies last. And then that'll be it. There'll be a special, weird, limited edition 2019 record out there. Uh, for the diehard fans um, and the and people that want to support this wonderful charity. Also, there's my book, Comedy Sex God. That's always available. Um, if you want to come to a Largo show, there's one every month. Go to Largo-LA.com if you want to come see me do stand-up in Los Angeles. Always great lineups. Um, and I, as always, before we get to our wonderful guest, Nick Turner, who's somebody I've known for over 10 years, just a really, really funny stand-up, really, really interesting guy, this, this was one of those episodes that I kept thinking about a lot after we did it. It's also the only episode that I can remember where the guest stood up. <laughs> stood up because we were getting into it so thick about relationships that he was uh, feeling so strongly that he had to stand up and emote. So we get to enjoy that again and again in this recording. Um, as always, it's a free podcast. It'll always be a free podcast. But if you want to show your support for the show, uh, a great way to do that is to get a Pete's Pick. As you guys know, I don't do traditional ads on this podcast. I only promote things that I 100% in real life, for real, love and loved before I started talking about them on the show. I loved them. Then I reached out and said, hey, let's do something on the show. And they, they were into it. The first and original Pete's Pick, as you guys know, is Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. It's made from the hemp plant, one of our great plant allies out there to help us with this complicated life that we're in. But they use science. When you hear hemp, you think it's going to get you stoned. It doesn't get you stoned. It doesn't have the same feeling as smoking or eating weed, obviously. It is, uh, they use science to remove 
the THC, and they leave the body and brain beneficial CBD compound. That is what you want. That is what I'm into. Um, CBD is a wonderful stress reducer for me. It is a mood elevator for me. Whenever I'm traveling, or really when I take CBD oil is when I'm feeling a lot, a lot of pressure and a lot, a lot of stress. And I know a lot of us um, can feel that way. And it doesn't take you out of the game. It's not something that's going to make you just want to watch movies on the couch. It's not hemp in that way. It's something that just takes the edge off in this almost sub-perceptual way where you're a little bit quicker to smile, a little bit quicker to laugh, and a little bit quicker to flow with what life is throwing at you. I get the original formula, which is a little bit more um, condensed. It's a little bit more high percentage of CBD. But that way I can literally just take a couple drops of it and get that goodness in me. Um, they also have extra strength uh, for people that want um, not as condensed of a version. And they make hemp bombs, which are an amazing way to get hemp into your system, onto your skin, soothing the skin, getting you to feel um, really, really nice. It's hard to explain. As I always say, it's hard to explain exactly what it does for you. But the best way to do it is to try it. Every single day I get emails from people sliding into my old DMs telling me that Charlotte's Web has become, just like I say, an ally in their life. Just something they don't have to go to a pharmaceutical or something unhealthy. They can go to something plant-based for relief. I love it. I swear by it. I want you to try it, and you'll show your support of this podcast. Go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code KEEPITCRISPY19, and you'll get 10% off. The only hemp grown for human consumption by the Stanley Brothers in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> the other one is Kachava. Kachava had Kachava today. Kachava is a plant-based superfood drink mix made by incredible people who went and lived in the jungle to find the most exotic, nutrient-rich superfoods revered by tribal cultures for centuries. Put them all in one bag, a couple scoops in a shaker bottle with some water. You shake it up. Tastes incredible. Makes you feel even better than it tastes. It's so... It, to me, it's all about getting those nutrients in you. Makes me feel great. Gives me energy. Makes me feel full for hours and hours. A lot of people use cachava as a meal in a pill, basically, like a meal replacement sort of thing because it has so many good things in it and it's healthy and so many people don't know how to start eating healthy or start eating plant-based. I tell them cachava is a great place to go. It's 100% plant-based. It's got omega-3s from chia and flax seeds. It's got eight super fruits into it. It's got 17 greens and veggies. It's gluten-free. It's soy-free. No artificial sweeteners or preservatives. It's got just enough coconut nectar, which is a low glycemic sweetener to make it taste great. So this isn't like drinking sawdust. This is like drinking a chocolate or a vanilla, delicious, creamy, smooth milkshake. Deliciousness. It's got digestive support built into it so your stomach can actually break down this great stuff that's in it. 24 grams of plant-based protein and 9 grams of fiber. And it actually tastes good. I like to put frozen strawberries in there with it. But honestly, it tastes good on its own just with water. That's why I travel with it. It can be hard for me to eat healthy on the road. Or I'll make myself one when I'm hanging out with Baby Lee and I don't have time to... I don't know, chop onions or whatever people are doing. I love it. <laughs> uh, it makes me feel great. And if you want to try it and show your support for this podcast at the same time, you get 20% off if you go to Kachava, Kachava, K-A-C-H-A-V-A dot com slash weird. 
and show your support for this show. That's it, guys. Enjoy Nick Turner. I hope you guys uh, enjoy. Those of you that get the 800-pound gorilla record, Pete Holmes living at Largo, check that out and support a great cause. And in the meantime, enjoy my chat with my friend, Nick Turner. Get into it. You're Nick Turner. You did not say a name. Oh, say my name. And type it into YouTube and see you. It's cold as shit in here. This is incredible. It'll be warm in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I always joke I just want to start a podcast called And we just, you can't hear it very well. <laughs> <laughs> we are not losing focus. <laughs> you mean because it's always so hot in podcasts? Yes. We got to turn these damn fans off, and I'm a hot boy. <laughs> mm. So, I was just watching you in Montreal. Turn this off for sure. And your opener. Oh God, God, Pete. I feel like I wanted to. I want to say something though. It made <laughs> me feel really close to you. Okay, I can't <laughs> tell you. Can I tell you like a 45 minute long story about why that's bad? Why? Um, <laughs> I've never had someone mind. so politely clear my next 45. I, yeah, look, look. here's what we're going to be doing. 45, this story. Point that at the hot boy. The next 45, Sorry, I'm, I'm going to cry about my dog. Yeah, but just point it, Nick. Oh, no. Well, I'm not a hot boy yet, but it'll sure happen. Okay, you're fine. And you're okay. great on Lotus Booth. Okay, come on, everybody. <laughs> come on, everybody. Anna Fabrega. Yeah. Is yeah. that her name? Yeah. Yeah. You what? Yeah, yeah. What flavor is she? Something, some Latin. She's got yeah. a sprinkle of Latin. Yeah, I can't ask. What? No, you just can't say, ask. You can ask. Which kind, dude? What state? What state? Guadalajara. Great. That's what I was wondering. You're right. <laughs> what are you after? That's a great docu series. What is my dad after? When he's like. Where do you come from? Yeah, what's what answer? What are you doing with the information? What do you need? I mean, general. Cut to the point. When someone says they're from Canada, speaking of Canada, because we're on topic, sure. And then I always just go, "What part? What am I doing? Is it the big landmass or is it the broken up island part? Just get out of here, because I know one's a province and one's Quebec, and there's got the different money and the zip." Saskatoon. <laughs> okay, what? I mean, Saskatoon. They just get crazier. I was recently in Canada, and some comics asked me. They were talking about a, a took. Took? Yes. Um, and they said took casually, and I was like, "What's that?" And they said, "You don't know what a took is, you know." And it blew their mind. It's a like a beanie, like a like a hat, a, uh, like a winter hat. What do you call those? A took. I know took from Lord of the Rings. Pip of a took. It's an insult. He calls one of the hobbits a took. Wow. Yeah. Maybe it's where he's from. I think most Canadian words are insults. That's not true. They're very You're kind. You're from Saskatoon. I was, in, I was hosting New Faces, and they were getting very quiet on me. And I said, uh, what's going on? And uh, somebody in the audience yelled, we're listening. Oh. <laughs> and I yelled at them for 10 minutes. I went, I didn't fly to Montreal to be respected. God. <laughs> it's just, I told them, and then they did it. I was like, just keep a steady titter going. Always. That's called a roll. Yeah. You call a hat a took, we call that a roll, baby. I like to tell audiences so that they know, I know they know when the punchline came because I emphasize it. 
with and your I will skills. tell them. You know, it's like here's a punchline. Well, punch you do line. that in your Montreal set. This it's is why rude. I felt close to you. Like, you went, and that's one of the great. You said, if you see me wearing just a t-shirt, I'm either swimming or having sex, yes. which is a great joke. Yes, and then he, and they didn't really laugh. No, this was uh, one of the <laughs> greatest nightmares of my life, and I hate that people are going to look it up now. Why? I did good. I sets. think it's a good set. It isn't. This and is why, why I stood. This is why I was with you, though. Yeah, you stood with it. You you didn't bomb. The audience bombed. There's a difference. <laughs> The audience um, bomb. That audience went home and was like, "I don't know if we should be audience." I I quit that, my job for audience. I, I hope a, that's true. I wish that would be true. It is true. Um, it's true. It's a great set. Good jokes. Thank you. I did Solid not bits. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Pete. Yes. I, it's incredible. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I tell just, me what you hate I about it. I was wrong about it. No, no for fun. Just, for fun. They, you know, at that year. Kevin Hart just came to Montreal and he's like, I got three grand for everybody. <laughs> if you're booked on Montreal, you're getting three grand for me to do his show, to do this show. That's what that is for the then LOL comedy streaming network to compete with Netflix. Kevin Hart was starting one. Kevin Hart. Yes. It ended up, up in this like YouTube Netflix. channel. <laughs> Yes, the man who like he bought, is Netflix. He bought weapons from Saudi Arabia, so they made an alliance ultimately. Yes, yeah, and then so no one was prepared, and they're like, um, they said, you, "Oh, you weren't ready to do it." No, and they're set. like, "You can't do anything you've done." And um, I had weird. like l- earlier that month done my half hour and um, uh, my album, and I was just like, "Album um, doesn't count." No, 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 it doesn't. But I was just like, everything was like over. Anyway, nice. I don't know. I was just like, here's some crap. Yeah. And uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't like it. Kevin Hart's right there, not laughing. Oh boy, is he right there, just not enjoying it. Mm-mm. He wasn't he feeling. He stood his... up in the middle and he said, "Sir, hand me my three thousand dollars back. <laughs> I want a return on my money." No, it was a good you. Everybody. So I told you I was just in Montreal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, when you do one of the galas there, it's it's kind of the opposite of what you're saying because this wasn't a Kevin Hart going up against <laughs> the biggest streaming company in the world uh, with an open mic show. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming for you, yeah. baby. I can't do Kevin Kinda. Hart. Kinda. Yeah. Oh no, I no can't. One, yeah, you can't. I just even yelled. if you could, you can't. Can't. <laughs> you can do whatever the hell you want. I think you can do Chappelle. Hey man, that's fine. Sure. Hey man, what's going on? <laughs> I'm going against Netflix, baby. Because it's also Aziz. Yes. You can do it if you could do uh, impressions. So I, I hear what you're saying. I thought you were just saying yeah. any white guys can't do black guys because Morgan Freeman. No, if you can do something well, maybe you get the keys to, to the to city. Of- <laughs> you just got spooky laugh. <laughs> I you're do, great in that show, Katie. When I do Stick or Treat, I almost exclusively do um, black comedians. Oh, shit. Who? Um, last one was Nick Stick Cannon. Treat is when a, you get to go up and do another comedian's act. Yes, and um, or as thieves call it, any night. Whoa, <laughs> you're coming for him. <laughs> I'm coming for you guys. <laughs> uh, shots fired. We don't have like a known thief. Like, there's no like somebody that would just be funny. Uh, yeah, I think it, people really relaxed on it. And also, no one wants to be that guy. It's a thief. The thief. It was fine, and now it is. In isn't. the eighties, it's like a lot of things. Like nine people would know. It was and great. Now there's yeah. like, <laughs> right. because YouTube knows that I watch stand up, it'll always be like 
these mashups of like, here's Amy Schumer's parallel thinking super cut. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. I think that was not by an internet troll. I think an actual troll made that. <laughs> and then I learned Final Cut. I dragged the clip here. Uh, yeah, it would be incredible to ha- how much to wipe that comedian set. you would ha- how much uh, material you would have to steal to be known as a thief just to make it. <laughs> you know, well, how much you would have to steal over the years? Mencia levels. I mean, it did happen. Why? Yeah, but that's like that's the one. Why don't five? Here's our movie. Mm-hmm. Five open micers. Mm-hmm. Great uh, sold. Five open. We can cast real open micers. Uh, you made me laugh. I had to clench so hard as to not fart. That's how funny that was. I really thought I was gonna fart. I'm so sorry. I know farting isn't funny. Farting is the funniest thing that also you we're supposed fart. to be like. It's not funny. Um, it's so funny. It's very funny. Farting is so funny. It's probably strain on my relationship, but it is funny. Your hot beefs? Yeah. You, you know, dating the same person from this, oh, the yeah, Montreal so set? long. million years. <laughs> what do you mean? It's almost seven years. Insane. Seven years? Yeah. That means like molecularly you're different people than when you met. Yes. We've shed crazy? our snakes. You, you're all gone. Yeah. So that's your new girlfriend. That's why it's been rough this month. Actually, well, there is the seven-year itch. Oh, yeah. But Are doesn't that involve that? marriage? I think it's just That's what year. I keep telling myself. When Jack Lemmon and Marilyn Monroe, I think, don't even Google it, Katie. Just actually write that into the Google search bar just to select all and delete it. Don't dare look that up. That's so stupid. This is one of the first computers I've ever seen wearing a bedsheet. Yeah, that is a custom bedsheet. Well, this is my garage, and I like, you know, I don't want direct sunlight on it. Sure. This is what happens, Nick. You get a TV show, next thing you know, you're on Amazon and you're buying a sleeve. I got $85. No, I know. But you don't have... I was doing you. I don't have $85. (laughs) I thought for a second you were... No, no. I I would love to say that. You could get that. That's like one of those impressions I can't do of a guy with $85. It's too much. (laughs) (laughs) What if Daniel Day-Lewis can only do characters up to a certain income level? He's like, I can do it. How much does he make? I can't do 48 grand. I am a giant fan of this podcast. This one? And I am really excited that we're already talking Daniel Day-Lewis. DDL, baby. <laughs> D- you, want it, you want the hits. When I'm you come excited on. to be talking to you because I was complaining to somebody. Um, I did Corden last night, and the guests were great, but they were actors. Okay. <laughs> that's where I get that 85. That's, <laughs> that's where I get That's actually a James Corden uh, computer sleeve. Oh wow! It says, iMac is here. No label. He wants people to use. Them. Oh, yeah. that's a funny burn. <laughs> no, no, specifically, you, he's a real weird. Cam. Yeah, you give someone a jacket, a yeah. jacket with crashing right. emblazoned on the back. You're yeah. like, here, throw this away. Yeah, it's weird to have like a Whitney the, the yes. sitcom on. I there. got it. You're in the clear. Yeah. The other guests were actors, and afterwards, I was just like, wow. I sometimes forget. They were great, and I forget. I just said to somebody, I was like, I'm talking to Nick Turner tomorrow, and I'm like legit excited to talk to you at, because you're a real comic and a comics comic at that. That's so right. So you're welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. That's right. Hey, it's me, <laughs> Al Pacino. Ask Al Pacino one question. <laughs> hey, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure everyone knows what you're doing. <laughs> Hey, 
to do the impression and you just said what's your name <laughs> did that trip you up this it is my improv so by the way good. this is me doing improv it's really bad improv but it's I have to, so yes, good I stop every scene I enter <laughs> uh, no I love I love it yeah. it's what made me almost fart that's why I chose oh, stand so you've been comedy. dating a woman for seven years and you beef in front dating of a woman my lovely wife oh you're married no but it seems dumb as f to say dating like I'm dating. Well, that this was my point about Jack who, Lemon movie. Yes, no one dated for seven years back then. You're you're off the maps. So right. if we're trying to get an old timey expression about you guys, I don't think you're excluded from it because I don't know how many beatnecks were just like we're just shacking up for seven years. Even people with bongos <laughs> were like, we got to do the right thing. <laughs> I, we gotta do the respectable oh, thing. Oh no, the babies are here. Hip hop, dippity dop. Will you take this? Hand me the potatoes. <laughs> well, they, they really get yeah, confused. Well, back then. it's the sixties, man. They don't know. Yeah, no, she's my. I I sent out. But you a call your wife fourteen. I mean, sometimes who cares? It's like calling my dog a boy or a girl. It's like, <laughs> what's the difference? Oh my god! What's the difference to you? You are funny. You know what I mean? It's like my dad. Why what's do you want to know what part of Ecuador I'm from? What does it matter? The capital. What's the follow up? The capital. If the follow up is oh yeah, then just a waste it's not of time. What, what what part of Ecuador are you from? Dad, Name a city in Ecuador. Eat your I keep sandwich. trying to think of I'm one. I'm from Milenios. No, no, that's not real. No. Milenios, Ecuador. I bet. If you got in a cab in Ecuador and said, take me to Milenios, they'd go, he means the club or something like that. No, <laughs> you'd be close enough to something. Maybe not a town. <laughs> I want to go to Ecuador, try this out, and then have, the, have the taxi cab driver Vamos go, a Milenios. what? What's a Milenios? And I'd be well, like, I just como? wasted $1,200. Que es Milenios? <laughs> oh, Como? Milenios? It sounds like a millennial club for Hispanic millennials that watch the show as Spookies starring Katie Levine. Well, you got to get the right cab driver then. Not everyone's going to know that. You grow up a cab driver, you're not knowing millennial clubs. Or millennials? Yes. <laughs> vamos a millennials. <laughs> Amigos, vamos a millennials. Millennials tiene los mejores uh, burritos. <laughs> Why burritos? I couldn't have think of. I couldn't have think. No, of you anything. can't say food. Then it's racist. Then it's racist. Yeah. As soon as you're like Boricuas. Boricuas? Even like um, biblioteca, that's racist now. <laughs> that's our second. Sketch. It's just too much of a go-to. Our first movie, I didn't even finish the idea, but the, the second one <laughs> is these guys getting a ticker tape feed. Of, uh, biblioteca is racist now. Like you're getting. <laughs> They're the having feed. a conversation. Oh, no. It's, it's in the green out. room. Yeah. Like you can't say woke. That's funny. I would appreciate it. Maybe just a list every morning just to remind yourself. Well, I went to Quaker grade school. Very, very liberal. So, like, it feels very familiar when people are like, uh, a certain group wants to be called a certain word. I'm like, okay. So much of the world is like, oh, right. like they get rid And I'm like, oh, but right. I, I went need to. it. But I want to call them millennials. My daddy did it. My daddy called them millennials. And I call them millennials, and God damn it, if it's racist or not, they do have fucking great burritos. <laughs> they have the best burritos. You can only talk about burritos in English. That's true. Burritos. You can't say burritos. 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 Could you imagine going up and ordering burritos? Can you imagine naming a rap group Migos? Isn't that like an egg dish? 
I feel like it's an egg. <laughs> if you went to a brunch place in Ecuador and said, uh, Migos, por favor, they oh, would bring you eggs. <laughs> that's funny because I think that's so, I can see it. Right? Migos. It's Migos. Got, I, I ordered Migos. 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 And Migos what are Migos? Means... She Googled that. I'm mad at Katie. <laughs> oh, that she Googled. <laughs> 100% JK. Rice and egg. I want to be the, okay. the guys in Migos when they're at a restaurant and they see Migos and they're like, oh shit. They were so close to being an yeah. egg dish. I don't know how there's not like a Twix commercial of someone at brunch ordering Migos and Migos shows up. And then that's the whole commercial. And then you're like, need they a show moment. up and they still bother to write no joke. That? Yeah. Hey, is, it's us. There's that new, there's a, there's a commercial that plays before Hulu ones. Or something. I don't know. I keep seeing it. It's just two twins, and they're just like, I bet you can't close before the ad's done. We closed. Let's get tacos. And I'm like, that's the commercial? And what sucks is it worked. That's how interesting twins are. You're like, look, there's two of them. God, how much do you wish you had a twin? Just to fuck them. (laughs) Just to fuck, yeah. (laughs) I drooled. Wait, I'm just yes-anding. Hold on. Okay, how about a clone of you? Okay. It's you. Okay, but it's it's younger. But you can do whatever you want. Well, how did you? you get, fuck, I would have had to. Are you going to fuck myself. yourself? Uh, Let's get it even more specific. Would I fuck myself? Could you? Would you blow yourself? Do you think you I'm attracted to Nick Turner? <laughs> Good lord! I don't. Oh, blow myself? Yeah, you would blow yourself. <laughs> yeah, I. You are in. Sure you're in my well. wheelhouse. When I was in college, I was like. I'll give myself a hand job. Would I blow myself? Mm-hmm. And so many of my friends were like, yucky, 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 yucky. And I was like, dude, you just gave yourself a handy. I guess, sure, yeah. If I could blow myself, I would. We Why all wouldn't would. I if I, if I got... It would also be normal. It wouldn't be that weird. But I'm be not like, of my course clone. the president blows himself. My brain's not in my clone. I'm not getting... I was picturing Obama. I just want you to... As my clone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I don't think you can joke about that anymore. I would not want a twin. I don't know. I guess you can... Like, I was with the Sklar brothers in Montreal a lot. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's weird to see you Yeah, they there. are weird people. I don't and care he wants them. to announce this. <laughs> and the Lucas brothers? <laughs> I think they lean into it. No, they lean into it. Randy and Jason sure. are like, yeah, no, we're different people. And the Lucas brothers are like, take a stab. Yeah. <laughs> Like, um, make a choice. Randy and Jason, uh, one Randy of them had they're the, mixing up the, the decency to get LASIK. Yes. And that was a conversation. The Lucas Brothers, I I know them pretty well. Uh, they buy over their many hats years. together. Not in a million years have I ever known which one I already said hi to. <laughs> That's the one. That is the hardest thing about being friends with them. I am also friends with them. I also pride myself on twin differentiation. Wow. Twin differentiation. And Lucas B's, I've never even taken a stab. I hope they hear this. <laughs> yeah. I hope they hear this so one of them will go like, I will get the surgery. No, they, the surgery. <laughs> I mean, LASIK. I, I will get a giant nose. <laughs> that, that would help me out so much. Their personalities are very different, but you're looking at a 10-minute yeah. conversation sure, before sure, that sure, emerges. Sure, sure, sure. Whose personality emerges right away? You're 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 a strong personality. Yeah. I like again, that. I'm sorry. So you've been dating the same woman for seven. Yeah. How? What does she do? She produces podcasts. 
<laughs> yeah. Katie? Yeah. You're dating I would Nick like to Turner? introduce you. It's You're into Nick Turner? Crazy. That's a yes and to your joke. Yes. It's you. crazy that it's taken <laughs> you this long. She is also not attracted to me as much as I am. Not oh, attracted. my God. So she's a podcast producer. Yes. Which podcast? Um, is her big coup de gras? I don't know what that means. Um, she's working on a show called I'm Afraid That. She does Cromo Brown's podcast. Cromo Brown? Yeah. What is this, Arrested Development? And they're like, actually, he was a guest on a very popular podcast hosted by Cromo Brown. Cromo! Cromo from Queer Eye. <laughs> Cromo. He's not a 30 clown. What's Cromo? <laughs> I thought it was like a pirate made of like a coffee cake. Uh... Cromo Brown, the Irish coffee cake clown. No, no. She works on real podcasts. She worked uh, at This American Life as is town. Cromo Brown on the old Queer Eye? Um, it, he, no, he's on this one. Which one is Cromo? He's the black one. And I hate that I had to say it like this. But I wanted to save a lot of time. I know this Can podcast this is about Cromo? very short. Yes. This great, is about Cromo. Great lines. <laughs> Dude's got great lines. Great lines. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. That beard... He looks yes. simultaneously natural yeah. and the most manicured person in the world. Every time I get a haircut within You're two like, months of the last one, I'm like, look what I did. Yeah. And this guy gets up every day Something at 4 a.m. I think that's a big secret of the good-looking community, of which neither of us are a part. Oh, that they work on it? They get- <laughs> and why would you say neither of us? How do you know how comfortable I am? Just because I'm not attracted to myself true. doesn't mean I don't that's think other true. people think me hot. What if you have think that? What if that's your seesaw? You're very down on yourself, but you think the world is lining up saying, forget if you can blow Nick, can we blow Nick? It's kind of true. Do they? Um, Are they into you? Yeah, the world. Before you started dating your uh, girlfriend, wife, your genderless dog, it's weird that I said that. Yes. Um, No, the dog uh, is a a, Did you have a hard time dating? No. Um no, you know, I had some uh I had some some good pockets and some bad. Um 20s weren't great. But uh ooh, high school was great. <laughs> 30s were great. High school was not great. High school was good. Really? Yeah. I bet you were I didn't fun in need high a lot. Yeah. But I had my <laughs> I didn't ask for much. What did you I'm just want? a normal American boy. You just want a cup of the balls. <laughs> cup of the balls. Uh, yeah, no, it was surprising. I never. No one cupped my balls. Right? You know what it was? It was uh, the that I did theater, and then if you do theater, um, we also had a very. I knew it. You guys are always active, kissing in your plays. We're so we're kissing so much. And there's we also, so much like let's all be sloths, and you're all rolling I, on each other. I was in. <laughs> I'm like everyone forensics. is horny. Forensics. Someone tell the tell them, tell the professors <laughs> they shouldn't be doing this. Um, they were so bad, but I I did forensics, and we traveled the country. And we would like we would go on uh, trips, forensics. Like, yeah, the like play? a couple times a month. It's a speech acting competition, acting and speech competition. What? Yeah. So my my category was HI humorous interpretation, and you do like a comedic play by yourself, and you play all the characters. You're fun. Yeah. So we would this go to like nationals. Getting... We would win. We would win states every year. Our school was like the shit. You Were know? you? Am I picturing this right? You're John Leguizamo, and you're like, you know, growing up on a street in exactly. Brooklyn. Exactly. Really, John Leguizamo must have done this. <laughs> and then 
you go get your haircut from Fast Phil. Exactly. Hey, you only got five minutes, but you need a full haircut, yes. Fast Phil. Yes, it's not super cool, but, but it is cool enough. I think it's also pretty, we. I do sound like a dad because I'm like, I think that's I cool. Think that's <laughs> I do think it's cool. But we would go out of town on trips all the time, and then just like uh, Ooh, be in hotels, yeah, and sleepovers, and the the. The teachers were terrible, and they both got fired right after I left for just the things you think they were fired for. Sleeping with students. No. Um, just allowing just an air of just lawlessness. They were boning students? One of them had a relationship. By the way, it's not a bone at that point. Yeah. That is just a... That's a it has two women, so a, there's no bone ladies? involved. Women bone? They, I'm not saying they do bone. Women bone? They can bone, but they don't... I feel like wearing comedians on couches do have a, a bone <laughs> because I'm like, do, do, really? Like in the lesbian community, you're like, we boned? Um, I don't think so. I, I think, think you're right. Totally. I think, I think it's think a fun bone, word to say. It, it is means nothing. It's like when we all started calling women assholes, which I thought was really funny. I actually I feel like in the 80s, we didn't call that, women assholes. But you did that. What do you mean? Oh, I don't mean women are assholes. I mean, like, I feel like there was a long period where asshole was only an insult for, for, uh, for women. Men. Oh, for men. And then I started to see it happening going both ways, which I obviously enjoyed. Um, Maybe I'm man, thinking I've of a different word. I've never gendered that Maybe that I'm thinking insult. of a different word. Asshole. Maybe it's Because that's the one thing that right. they always say. My forensic teacher would say, opinions are like assholes. assholes. That was, I mean, I'm, Everybody's got one, yeah. and you're not sure and, if you wiped it on Yeah, and I'm going to go to jail for this one. She gonna, pointed at so a girl on the bus. She had sex with one of the yeah. female... Yeah. Mm. Spicy chicken. A relationship. And she would they were together. Out, she would pull her out of class all day long from like every other class and just have her hang out in her office all day. Just I, not they weren't nothing's hiding. Yeah, that wasn't a good smoke screen. No. There was a kid who had sex with uh our math teacher who he it's weird. We're in tricky territory because these are inappropriate relationships. Mm-hmm. I do believe he was eighteen. Still. Mm. Still. And he looked like a, he looked like he was thirty two. <laughs> wow. He looked like he owned a motorcycle. Wow! And she was young. Who cares? Where's that guy now, dude? Let's give him a goog. Let's let's give him a call. <laughs> Come on! I thought you said you do like this podcast. All right, let's call. Katie, him. get him on the line, Andrew. <laughs> do, do, do. Andrew, tell me, do you regret it? (laughs) I wonder if he does. Because they did that on Transparent, where uh, Jay Duplass's character has like a long-standing romantic relationship with one of his teachers, and everybody's telling him that it was inappropriate, and he sort of has to come to terms with that it was because it was very confusing Mm -hmm. for him because he he enjoyed it. That's always one of those weird areas. Yeah, that comes up a lot in documentaries. (laughs) <laughs> Let's there bring it back. That point. Hold on a second. Oh. Let me just pull the nose on this plane back. Yeah. Tell me about I don't know how we got here. Well, you were saying that in high school you got your balls cupped because you were a theater guy. <laughs> yes. And what it what anyway, was, so let's just proximity. What was your and... first thing? Uh huh. Your first like experience? Sexually? <laughs> Pete, are we talking sexually? Because <laughs> mine was well after high school, but you're in high um, school. No, I had um, I had a confusing um, I had a confusing time. No, I, I, I had sex um, for the first time at 19. 
19. Yeah. But um, I had... How did um, that happen? I fucked this girl. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not a story. <laughs> um, what, I, did she work at Steve's Ice Cream? Where is this happening? This was in college. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why did he say it's sad? I don't know. I just like... I. This is a long time. This was over 60 years ago, and it's hard to remember. <laughs> um, she... Uh, she was a girl. I don't know, man. She was a girl I worked with at the, no, at, at, the at Seasons store. Restaurant. Seasons. Yeah, I was a runner. Seasons. You should see me in a it's restaurant. Already, all I do is sweat. It's already. I'm already all glad. It's called Seasons. Seasons, man. Like and I would like just the sweat all day. <laughs> it was always summer. Excuse for you. me. Only one season. Oh God! It was. I would just go sit in the freezer. Is this true? Yes, like during rush, I would have to like go sit in the freezer for five minutes. Because you've always been a sweaty boy. Yeah, I'm a hot boy. <laughs> yeah. See, I was like that. I had the clam hands. I still kind of do, but nobody seems to care when you're grown, or they they might they must have they must have evened out. But when I was young, they were extra clammy. And remember what it feels like to be young, and you kind of have to come up like you call yourself a hot boy, mm-hmm. and that's like a coping technique, basically. I'm not saying it's sure, a lie. Sure. It's a or fun bad. time when I tell people I'm not a sweaty a person. You go, I'm a everybody hot boy. loves it. Well, you found a way to own it, though. Yeah. And with me, with clammy hands, I would go like, I found some way. <laughs> I love to the be little like, mer- little mermaid. <laughs> Wait, because I'm always underwater. No, we'll cut that. No. I want to know why it I, works. I, I uh, because yeah, sure. Because there's a clam, right? Is okay. that one of the characters? No, <laughs> I haven't seen it. I mean, they were under the sea, but I don't recall a clam. No, Ursula, she like hangs out in the clam. Right? Ursula, yeah. yeah, and they're always underwater. Gets clammy hands. Yeah, I got it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I no, wish- no. I I'm saying like in the good way. Oh, I'm not like I got it. It just wasn't very funny. What I mean, if- like I liked it. <laughs> Like I wish, in in uh, college and high school, when people were like you got mad clammy hands, I'd be like, I love the little mermaid. No, you don't. I do. What'd you say? Well, um, I would try and blame it on. This doesn't even make sense. I was like, yeah, I'm like, uh, I got a lot of hormones or something. I would try and just blame. You're it right. On, little mermaid was better. Science. I'd be like, yeah, I'm like, uh, but I tried to frame it as if I was a superhuman like I was overactive like I had so much going that yeah. they were like we gotta let this out in the hands yeah it's not a good technique if as you can see I do not have leg hair OMG or arm hair really you are a hairless very, chicken very there's some there you it's are very a crispy light. Purdue chicken but that's my thing that's my cross to bear growing up this kid you shave your legs <laughs> I say yeah I shave my legs for my very lucrative Swimming career. <laughs> I also have. I still. Yeah. Well, it's just light. But now I. I love it. Why? Who needs hair? Who wants hair everywhere? I mean, nobody loves having a bunch of hair there, right? If men shave their armpits, if that was like our culture and not mm-hmm. female culture, if you're like, you're not a man unless like the fucking gruffest right. tractor driving man's man in the world in the shower is like, like fucking shaving his pits. Would you like that? <laughs> Would you be like, yeah, it's fucking weird um, to have this moss under my arms. I think what it is is that it's manly to not do anything. I understand. That's why beards are manly and mustaches are kind of on the fence. But there's one manly thing where you shave your armpit. Hell, I'd do it, you know. Don't get I don't want to get caught not being manly. Not in 2019. Mm-hmm. 
That really reminds me of being in camp and looking at other, like the guys would get together and critique where where you were yeah. in the pubic oh, sure. schedule. I mean puberty, not yeah. the mons pubic. Where would you say I am? You're, you're pre-pubescent. Pre-pubescent. Yeah, you haven't begun yet. You're also wearing a hot boy socks. Those are the socks that have like vents. Uh, yeah. You get those hot feet? Yeah, I got to get these. I get order these special. You know, those are not special. Yeah, order. a guy in Thailand pokes the... No, uh, no, I got them at Costco. Uh huh. Got a whole pack. Got twelve pairs. Can we talk about Costco? I don't want to talk about anything else. Cost? I've been learning a lot about Costco. Cost company, sure. Corporation. So it's the Cost Corporation. Cooperative. That's it. Could be. It's a. It is a cooperative. When I grew up, it was Price Club. Price. Club. Well, it's confusing. I guess it is a cooperative. I mean, if that's. If that's what that means when you like have a membership. I think that's what a cooperative is. We all throw into the pile and then we save on these cheese sticks. But I always thought of a cooperative is like you have to work there for two miserable <laughs> for two miserable hours a week or something. I know. Everybody in the cooperative has to peel corn. I know. Or where am I doing? I have a job. I just yes. want just, I just I want some organic produce. I did. Are you thinking well, Bark Slope, the food yes. co-op? That is exactly what I was I went to of. the meeting at the Bark Slope co-op. Did you shut corn? I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> Dude, I, was a com- I am a comedian, and I was a comedian at the time. Yeah. I was free all day, and I was like, I am <laughs> not ringing up. I can't. I don't know why. Just, just so I can shop here? Yeah. How about just have some regular employees, and I'll pay you. A fee. Like, I didn't even have any money. I, I just would have rather given you $20 than work two $10 an hour shifts, two hour shifts. Yeah. But they wanted community and they wanted tofu and they wanted armpit hair. There's a there's a weird uh, community thing going on in Atwater. Atwater That's Village? Where I live, yeah. You live in the village? Yeah. There's this um, restaurant called Thank You For Coming. Have you heard of this? Thank You For Coming. Yes. It's only open 12 to 4. Or 11 to 3, something like that, um, Saturday and Sunday. 12 to 4? Something like that. Yeah, four Saturday hours, and Saturday and Sunday. That, the whole restaurant. So the restaurant itself. It's just brunch. Is just like a lazy restaurant. It's just like <laughs> the restaurant has the identity well, of a not hardworking. It thing. has the identity of a cult. Dude, I am moving my hips and in a non-voluntary it way. Is, I, it's like all... And I, I actually have an in now because uh, I recognize someone well, you want in there. the cult. No, well, I mean, You're it's, open the to food it. is great. But they have a salad. Let me ask you this. Is, it, is this vegan? Um, no. Because people say Calf Grat has that culty vibe, too. Yeah. Everything you can, like, pretty much get everything vegan or not. I see. But um, they have a salad on there that is from the Source Cookbook. Uh-huh. Which also started as a restaurant, obviously. And yeah, the Source um, restaurant, right near the comedy store. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with the Source family. Well, they're here, buddy. This is them. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> it's like the same. Apparently, I saw on uh, my girlfriend, Lyra, no. she, sent, she sent me uh, no. like a photo of like an old menu, and they have even more rest, like uh, recipes or dishes straight from the Source restaurant. So and you think so, it's being run by well, like what, Electra? What else could it be? Electroid. And like they're not open the rest of the the week because they're cooking their own meals or something. <laughs> you know, that's just their kitchen. <laughs> like on Saturdays and Sundays we open it up. We let the guests in, the people yeah. in. 
And then I ran into what are they I wearing? Know, I need to know. Here's two things. I need to look up. in their eyes because there's a there's a look. Yeah. And then I need to see uh, what they're wearing. Well, Pete, as I was leaving the last time I was there, thank you for coming. Yes, some uh, somebody who worked there came up to me and stared me dead in my eyes and no. said, "No, this is is this fake? Because I'll believe you. No, this is totally real." Okay, he said, "Do you know. remember me?" And then I I took a few seconds and then I got it. I said their name. It's someone that I. I've gone on tour with like it's a comedian uh, no it was uh he's a musician um but um too successful to tell you who it is um but uh and he was like oh yeah just like he was working there and i was like wait so a successful musician yes without out- outing this person yes. who's working at this co-op yes it sounds like a co-op yes like or- he gets to go oh. there on monday yeah, he probably goes. So back it was to like London. a famous. So Sufjan Stevens works at Thank You for Coming. Yes, <laughs> not that famous. Um, <laughs> but, and you had toured with him. No, I would. It Wait, that play. was your, that it was, was your, a complicated. That tour. was your time to be like. So what is the deal? Well, here's the thing. I mean, I was with five other people, and we were all leaving. And he's like, he like really wanted to tell me about it. And he's like, you can come in, and I tell you all about it. And I was like, holy. Wait, shit, if there's an all I about it, there's no this. all about it at Applebee's. You should come by. I'll tell right. You about it. So, so there's something. I'm happening. going back, and I'm going to get all the info. This is so you're starting a podcast with Nick Vatterot. <laughs> right? Yes, yes. It should be this. Yes. Um, about this call. No, yes. this is what I should do with Lyra because she makes real podcasts. And well, she's also doing the one with Nick Vatter on night. But I understand. But you, I want to hear like a docu-series. Yeah. No, this is good. This is a this very is good, good idea. And Lyra should should do this. Do you want to know my movie idea? No. Thought of? I have to know it. <laughs> I don't want to know it. I'm pretty sure it's come up on this podcast before. Why don't five <laughs> decent open micers combine their best bits and give it to the most talented of them? Isn't that isn't that incredible? What if <laughs> what if your three funniest friends who will never make it gate wrote all their jokes for you? Wouldn't you be This is what happened to Kevin Hart. Not that the joke thing, but like he wasn't an accident. He got his friends together. Same way with Gabriel Iglesias, like he got Fluffy? like his family and his friends together, to and they're write? like, "We not even not just to write support, just to support, just to work." Like they're like, "We're doing this." And then when Kevin Hart would do a show, all of his friends would like get the emails of everyone at the show, and then next time he came to that town, they emailed everybody, and then they do it again. You know, and it's just like a group effort. I hear you. You know, like his like Gavigan and his wife. Yeah. Genie. Yes, yes, It yes. helps to have another yeah, person. Yeah, of course it helps. Yeah. <laughs> no, are you kidding? I'm just going to go we, into like a coffin and come out with perfect jokes. I rip with my friends. Yeah, rip with my friends. Of course it's better. Rip with my friends. But everyone has such a pride level. It will never happen. Yes. You that have is, to write all your material or else spot. you're not a comedian. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know... I mean, I'm pretty sure Jim has talked about like he works with his wife. Like, oh yeah, work. well that's very public. Yeah, is it? Right. Yeah, because I know I don't. I didn't know if she like was giving tags and stuff. Yeah. All the whole all the kids do. What do you mean? Five, the five year old? They're all right. They all right. So him. funny. They don't have a big family. They have a big staff. <laughs> he comes home and yells at them every. I need three more jokes <laughs> on my dad. Dad's yelling at us again. <laughs> don't do my voice. He's gonna be done in a moment. He loves you. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, but you would never do it, and I don't think you should do it. No. But wouldn't it be cool? 
Well, that when you start working, you know, uh, as I'm sure you have, in you do a TV show, you realize that it's like a room full of people with one goal. And <laughs> since we've built the pyramids, we knew the power of cooperation. That is a slavery yeah. joke. Those yeah, were okay. Jewish slaves. Sure, yeah. That you was not have, okay. Could have not called it out. It just came through on the ticker tape. <laughs> no more pyramid <laughs> jokes. What I'm saying is comedians... When they get a show, then they start to see, like, oh, this is what everyone's doing. We're Kevin Harding mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But are you, like, let's talk about this. What is the ultimate Nick Turner dream? Because, like, for example, like, Kevin wants to go and, like, light Miami on fire. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that is a different goal than, right. say, my approach to right. comedy. Right. Like, I don't want to go and light Miami on fire. You I don't want to be like... Yeah. Kevin Hart is here. Like that's just it's right. It's I don't not, need people tailgating at my show. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, no offense to the K Hart. Right. Love that. And and Gaffigan too is is mm -hmm. sort of like in his own way wants to be like like a yeah. huge for the thing. Pope. And at a certain point, like I was like, I don't know. I don't know why I have like this weird humility. I don't know if it's like a doubt in myself or something. But I never was like Madison Square Garden. I'm like that sounds like a t like a terrible show. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> what are, what are we doing? Madison Square Garden shows aren't good. Thousand seats. That's why Steve Martin quit. That's what I'm saying, dude. Am I the only one? No. Also, another fucking red this board is standing what, up. This is another reason why I don't want to do it because you know you see you see who what it takes to get there. Yeah, and you have to give up everything. Mean. Yeah. And you, it's you like every cannot, myth. You have to give up everything, yeah. everything. You cannot go to a barbecue ever. That's so funny, right? Unless it's like Eddie Murphy's barbecue. Well, then it's work. Then you're like, oh man, I got. I hope Eddie likes me. Nick, <laughs> you can't I just throw frisbee with Eddie Murphy. That was very wise. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's, I guess you're you're right. You take Kevin Hart. Yeah. I think legally we have to call him while we're doing this. Sure. And let him respond. <laughs> but when you get to that level, I think All it's, he did I think was give radio. me $3,000 and work his ass off. No, he's worked very hard. That's what I'm saying. What I'm wondering for you, and just because it's interesting to talk about, the ultimate career. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting subject. Yeah. It's not just as big as you can be. Mm. Some people, I'm telling you, me, yeah. I don't want the stadium tour. I never saw it for myself. And I'm a dreamer. And I never was like, I want to be going like, what's the employee discount at the dollar store? <sighs> like, it's never, I've always been like, a thousand is a great size and even less can be so fun. Yeah. What, what is your flavor? Um, well, I, you know, it's, you always, you always think you just be satisfied just with a little more. You know, just a little bit, just a little more, and then just it's fine. No, but knife. as a as a comedian who for many years has done like headlining, you know, road weekends with no fame, I would love to um, do those same road weekends. Road weekends with where fame. where people are, are like here here for Nick. Great, great goal. See, these are the goals. Yeah. I I'm into it. Yeah, and it's a great one. Yeah, because it's the difference. Because it's like you know, That's the, you don't have to be famous, difference. but you do have to be famous. You have to be like to draw, even if you can just draw 
Fifty percent of the room are people who yeah. know who you oh, are. Could you imagine? And not like three people who come up afterwards. That's and right. Be like, hey, I heard. I you. loved you on. You made it weird. Yeah, exactly. I loved you on. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. <laughs> this is what I think my fans are. <laughs> I love the way you guys riff about relationships with teachers. That was really funny. You take a tape joke really made me think. <laughs> that pyramid riff, sure it was over the line. As a Jew, I forgive you. <laughs> As a Jew, <laughs> that's my fantasy. I just, yeah, I just. Jewish people tell me it's okay. <laughs> that is my career goal: is to have just random Jewish it's people okay. come up to me and go like, "Whatever you're up to, we're on board." <laughs> right now, right now, they usually just come up and say, "Are you Jewish?" and then leave after I. You are Jewish. Could you imagine? No, you're not. No. Wow. Yeah. You look so much like a specific friend of mine. Oh, is he I'm Jewish? Call very Jewish. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, thank a, you. It's almost a Todd Levin joke. Todd Levin has that joke where he goes, "I have a face that people call aggressively Jewish," yes. which is such a great opener. Aggressively Jewish. <laughs> I do know that joke. It's a great joke. Uh, you're not Jewish. Uh no. Wow. What are you Italian? What about um, my dad? No. Where in the uh, in the boot are you? you? Yes. I can't wait to see what you're doing with this info, but I <laughs> my parents have both done 23 and me's. My dad is actually big into, At into that genealogy. Point, isn't it 23 and us? My dad he uh he started looking into his own family and then he realized he was half English and half English and then gave up and then started studying my mom's family cuz we are a mess. Really? My mom's Jamaican. She's third generation Jamaican. Third generation yeah. Jamaican. Yeah. I need help. Because <laughs> you're very... Is they, she can, a, I'm, no, she's also white. Uh-huh. Um, but um, there is yeah, a... Bring pigment into there's, this. <laughs> we're all confused. There's pretty For much, those of you that haven't Google image search Nick just yet, <laughs> I used to, back in my dad, call you John Favreau because you looked a little bit like that. Yes, that is one that I hear even to this day. I'm sure you do. And actually, here it is on the record. I was like... I am that guy that will latch on to something like that. And my apologies. I, sincerely. Every time I saw you, I was like, hey, Favreau! And hey, I was like, come on. That's fun. Nobody but, needs it. But you do look a little I bit like it, him. Pete. No, you didn't. I love I mean, you, I don't think you had a strong opinion no, about no, it. No, but it's yeah, not. It wasn't. Nobody likes that. Who was it? It was Paul F. Tompkins. And I, I saw him. It. And every time I used to see Paul F. Tompkins, I'd go, Mr. Plainview, Mr. Plainview, wait. Which is his oh, line yeah, in There the Will movie. Be Blood. And sometimes you need people like people like me need people like PFT in their lives every once in a while because he just goes like nobody likes that like to to be known for one thing <laughs> that every time I see you, you just do that but do people, like, other people do, do that? that are there other people who have watched that movie over eight thousand times and then I know that's my thinking is I'm like I have to be the guy it's my favorite movie thing. I'll be the guy it's it's my favorite movie and you go Mr Plainview Mr Plainview wait. That's your line. And then he says, no. Don't do that. But I actually, I'm being real. I was like, sometimes I need that course correction. And so when I was thinking of you coming over, I was like, all I used to do when I saw Nick was make John Favreau references. Yeah. I'd be I guess like, now that I'm great job on Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Stuff I feel like, like it is fun because when you do like that, it's more subtle. And then it takes me a while to yeah. get there. I'm like, I oh, understand. that's right. They made Chef into a show. Yes. <laughs> Did you see that? No. 
It's, I have a weird thing with Netflix where I refuse to watch things that I feel like they're trying to f- trick me. Um, they're trying to force me into yeah. watching it. Like, watch Ozark. I'm like, I'm sure I'd love it, but I can't. I can't let a robot tell me to watch it. This is so funny. You know, I, I watch everything tell that me. Netflix comes out. Really? Yes. Will and I, Will Miles and I have a podcast where we watch everything that comes out that week. What? We talk about it. <laughs> I watch all the new Netflix shit. All the Netflix originals. Is, we'll watch an episode. If we can get through it. You'll watch all the Netflix originals? Movies all too? Of them. Yes. This week was Otherhood, starring Angela Bassett. So you... <laughs> Patricia Arquette. You're just putting your head under the running faucet, basically. <laughs> yes. Because there's so much content yes. coming out. Well, I, it makes it so I don't really watch the other ones. The non Like, I gave up my Amazon Prime. You know, it's just like, I'm not... Does Prime, do they put out as many things? Not as many, no, yeah. but they certainly make a lot of... What is that podcast called? Unoriginal? Ooh. Oh, I didn't mean oh. <laughs> I didn't mean it as a burn, but it's about Netflix or- originals, yes. so we call it Unoriginal. But it was a good burn in a different context, <laughs> so I think we can do both on this podcast. We can podcast. have burns and, and churns. Um, <laughs> burns it's called Recently churn? Added. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Much better. Yeah, much Recently better. added. Recently added. That's a great yeah. title. How many podcasts do you need? Is it just so you can see your girlfriend? It's uh, really funny. No, well, no, the other one that I was doing with Nick and Lyra is that it just took too long. What? It's just taking too long. So I started another one in the meantime. Wait, what is the one you're doing with Nick? Um, and then tell me about your mom being well, Jamaican. Well, no, sorry. It's, um, it's called Get Rich Nick. And every week, Nick Vatterot and I try a different way, way to, get rich? to get rich quick. Yeah. Get rich, Nick. Yeah, yeah. I, it's one of those titles that sticks in your throat because yeah. you're not sure if you want to swallow it. It's so good. It's so <laughs> fucking delicious. It's incredible. It's the best name. Get we came rich up with a lot Nick. of names, but this, yes. I mean, I, I, Lyra I'm going to be honest with, it, with so you. I, I like it because. On this level, that it's about Nick's trying to get rich. Yeah. When you bring in the wordplay that it's get rich quick, get rich Nick, mm-hmm. I like it less. Mm, interesting. But I like it all the same. Well, I'll talk to. Yeah, your please wolf. pass that forward. <laughs> okay. But you're going to, what is the first scheme, scam approach? Plasma. Plasma? I went, yeah, we went to give plasma. It's um, not going to get you rich. Well, it's, yes. Guess what, buddy? Hard to get rich. And every week we'll prove that. You are funny. <laughs> it's it's yeah, more plasma. like. How much is plasma? It's, cost? it's less about how to get rich than it is like how to cover your bills at the end of the month. What oh, do you got to do? If it's the end of the month, you need a couple hundred dollars. Get what do you got to do? Get stable quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, how much does plasma go for? Well, they lied. What? Well, we thought we were going to get $150. First time you go in, you get $75. So we were going to get $150. And then Each. we went Together. in, and Nick couldn't do it because he, he had drank some water right before. There's hours of tests that you go through to, before you go in there. And um, one of them is like they, they take a temperature of your mouth. So he had recently drank some water, and then his mouth was too cold. So they didn't let him go in. You need a warm mouth. Yeah. It's one of the really weird. few ways that you can make $75 that you need a warm mouth. Yes. So only I could go in and it's then a prostitution I moved joke. my sex arm. Work. Yes. It's a sex work joke. With all respect to the community. But I bet a blowjob is about $75. Nick? Uh, <laughs> Nick, can you clear it? <laughs> yeah. 
I'm trying to. Yes, that's what it was. Yes, I just now. <laughs> You've never paid yes. for it. No, I didn't pay for it. I got paid. Oh, you baby. got paid yeah. with that warm. I'm the clone. You're the war- <laughs> it was you. My clones got all my money. It was you. <laughs> That's your movie. My clones got all my money. And it's just you. How did he get all your money? Well, I gave it to him. <laughs> He's very I, persuasive. I'd like to not tell you the full story. <laughs> you are fun. <laughs> you are not Jewish and you're so fun. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So he had a cool mouth because uh, he had a sip of water. And apparently yeah. the scientists wouldn't listen to, I just had a sip of water. Let's test it again. It's crazy when you go in. There's like 50 beds all lined up, you know. There, you know, in this in this group, and then there's these two way mirrors up at the top, and they're all dark and like they're they're folded in, so like people can the people up top can stare at like the bodies that they're harvesting the plasma yeah, I was from. Say, this is like, where the lizard people are. Yeah, watching, they have like, extra. I think they're tilted. Delicious. Yeah. Tell me about his warm mouth again. I mean, oh yes. Why are they tinted? Show me your face. Yeah. So I move my hand, I move my arm, and then the, what happens is the they well they take, put a big needle in you. Yeah, they put a the big needle. It's not that big. They said it was going to be bigger, but it, it isn't really bigger than like a regular blood. I test. see. And so, but what they do is they pull it out of you, and then they run it through this machine where they take the plasma out, uh-huh. and then they put it back in your body, and they do this five or six times over an hour, and so you have to pump. They give you like a stress ball, and you have to pump while they're while they're pulling the blood out. God. And I moved my arm, and so the blood Is this started story pumping back into my arm. And so I'm like pumping. This is the worst. And the blood's going. And I ended up with a bruise pretty much I from my shoulder to my wrist. hate this story. Yeah. This story's happening to you, Pete. And then they gave you $75? No. Then they said, here's $50. And I said, I thought it was $75. And they said, it's $50. <laughs> what, what can I do about it? I'm going to go get my lawyer. It's like putting a Christmas tree in your car and then negotiating the price. <laughs> get paid first. Tell them what the tree is worth before the needles are in your, in your flatbed. They said it's 50. It's 50, bud. It's 50. And yeah. you had your blood going in and out. And Nick did nothing. Katie is freaking out. Yeah. It's given all all of us a condition known as the willies. <laughs> so I well let's just talk about it. Yeah. Are you gonna do anything like could you do a pyramid scheme or something? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um there's a lot of things that you know, it's like you have to do like a long term whatever i'm like we're i'm doing things like we're, all, we're always doing things i'm wearing a fitbit because i'm in a step competition for money with him uh no just with uh, other people on a, the healthy wage app where i'm also in a weight loss competition for uh-huh. money you can enter bets yeah you um, it's very expensive it's like six hundred dollars and then i bet that i'm gonna lose uh 30 pounds over six months and you have to get weighed in in a place with a um, unbiased person well you can go into any weight watchers but you can They'll also do it at a weight Watchers. you can also just take a video yourself um doing it at home you could rig the scale well you can but like i was for, for the show i didn't like i could have, i could just tape weights to myself but what i did i wanted to stay on the level so i just you know i ate a ton of i drank six pounds of water right before the way i did it and it was not um Worth that's it. not healthy yeah, don't do that. I really ruined my day. I what just do you like mean? laid you down. Flushed the rest your of the electrolytes, day. probably. You need some salt, bro. Yeah, need some salt. Yeah, that's all Gatorade is, bro. Oh, 
salt. Oh. That's what electrolytes are. How? Isn't that disappointing? How can they get away with this? Dude, it's like Retson all over again. What's that? Sir Scott Retson, dude. Oh. It's an insult in Canada. <laughs> That's a 60-minute callback. <laughs> on this show, I don't know if you listen to recent episodes. <coughs> I've started time stamping. I give more points for how deep the callback goes. Oh, okay, sure. So your mom's Jamaican? Yes. You crazy? Yes. <laughs> That's 10 minutes. Not as many. Oh, that's a 10-minute uh, <laughs> But she's a uh, Caucasian. Yeah. From Jamaica. Yeah. Third-generation Jamaican. Yeah. So there are uh, white Jamaicans. Yeah, they came there recently. Oh, they're... Oh, You know, okay, third-generation, yeah. she's not, you know... I thought it was going way back, and she just was the third. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, Third yeah. isn't that many generations. No, they came from Europe... And just Somewhere. wanted to fucking kick it in Jamaica. Yeah. But she was raised there. Yeah, she was raised there till she was seven. Then she moved to Michigan. Seven-year age. You know, Michigan, the most natural Yeah, that's where you want to go. From Jamaica. White sands to white people. <laughs> and she was the valedictorian. In Michigan? Mm-hmm. Little uh-huh. Jamaican immigrant, you know? You see that, Trump? <laughs> Which camera's Trump? <laughs> Who am I talking to? The Alexa. <laughs> the Alexa, Alexa get Trump. me Trump. Bring me Trump. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't do that. <laughs> uh, well, that's interesting. When did you get into comedy? I start. I quit college. Um, I was in like a little comedy troupe in college. Ooh, what uh, were they called? It was called... Oof, it was called... Um, oh, what's the CCC Christ... Campus Crusade for Comedy. That's so funny. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's not that funny. It's funny I, to me. Campus Crusade for Comedy. <laughs> not a Christian school. I wanted to call it the Nick Turner 7, but no one agreed. That is so funny. Yeah. Only a hilarious troupe would agree to call it the Nick Turner 7. <laughs> they were not hilarious. I mean, it takes a bold hootie yeah. to call everyone else a blowfish. Wow. <laughs> you know, actually... What's that? He's blowfish. Yeah, that's what I was saying. We were saying the same thing. But nobody's hootie. No one's hootie. I don't I don't think so. Why would one of those guys get get to be hootie? The bass player. Who looks like better than Ezra. Is that the guy with the long hair? He's got blonde hair. He looks like better than Ezra. Yeah, yeah. Better than Ezra's band. And who's Ezra? Yeah, oh no. Oh no. We've lost (laughs) we've lost Pete to the next ten minutes. These guys are fighting foo. These guys are measuring themselves with the Ezra stick. What is going on? Like a time, a, a clock spins, and then we come back, and I'm just like, and none of them were hooting. I have never stared at a Fitbit that's not a clock so long. I can't believe the crooked world of betting on yourself. So you were in something yeah. called the Campus Crusade for Comedy, yeah. which is a bad name. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Say it twice. Uh, and that was an improv team? Uh, no, it was just, we made a video. I think we had like um, a two episodes on like campus TV. We made, like we were a sketch comedy TV show. It was really stupid. And I would pay $1 million to get to those. To see it. Yeah, that's all I want. Anyway, I quit school after two years. What school? Because school's for fools. George Mason University. Uh-huh. And I'll stand by that. School is for fools. School's for fools. Tell me everything. Um, you really believe that? <laughs> no, oh. no. School's for really smart people, and it shouldn't be for everyone. <laughs> I okay. mean, it's not like, everybody it's like needs it. Yeah. It's like brain sports. Right. Yes. School should be like, 
you know, bad schools are the minor leagues and good schools are the big leagues. Yeah, but everybody's got to play for some reason. Yeah. But you were like, I'm out. And everyone can study with their friends. But you your know, mom's in the backyard. a Jamaican valedictorian. Yeah, well, she would have gone to college. And she did. And then you didn't. I did, but then I didn't. You quit. I was not, I don't, uh, not, 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 not a good student. <laughs> not a good student, Pete. <laughs> I'm great on standardized tests. Are you? <laughs> well, you don't got to study for those. Me? I just didn't like the studying. You're like smart, but you don't like memorizing shit. Yeah, I guess. I'm smart enough. I'm smart, you know, in terms Social. of like the world. Social intelligence. <laughs> no, I'm a smart boy. Yes, yeah. I just don't like um, cramming your brain. I don't like school. You don't want to repeat back what someone just told you. Especially I was a theater major. I mean, who gives a fuck? Theater major? I didn't, I didn't graduate. Um, oh, okay. Well, I graduated with a theater degree. That's the same. <laughs> it's the same. There's no difference. So you, I moved to New York. To do comedy. To do comedy. And had you done stand-up? No. I hadn't done anything. And then I moved to New York, and I started doing stand-up um, right away for a couple of months before something really bummed out stand-up for a while. Hmm? 9-11. <laughs> and... Yeah. Uh, because it's funny, at, right after 9-11, like, you know, everyone was like, when do you, can you be funny again? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not even funny yet. Right. Like, I can't. It shouldn't be me. I don't look shouldn't to be me. doing this. But you were in New York when 9-11 happened? Yeah. And you were doing comedy? Yeah, I just, 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 baby, yes, started. But I mean, and then I stopped, and I didn't do stand-up again for, like, three and a half years. Three and a half years? Yeah. Well, I did um, uh, some sketch. I took, like, improv classes and stuff. Wow. And did some plays. It wasn't because, I didn't know what I was doing. But 9-11 did sort of change the trajectory oh, of your very career. very much so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I've told the story many times. I would have been doing stand-up starting in, you know, spring 2001 instead of December 2004. Wow. Yeah. We all buckled down double. Like, after 9-11 happened, we were all like, life is short. You were already in it Let's enough. Let's do some jokes. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have like buds yet, you know. I had a couple buds. Actually, it's weird to say, but that like tragedy forged our buds. Yeah, like we became better buds. I became really great buds with a different group of people who didn't do comedy after that time. Like a bunch of comedians that quit. No, just other people who just didn't do comedy. Yeah. yeah, I, I just thought... that, that those were my friends, and then we spent all our time together, and none of them did comedy, so it wasn't real. Nobody kind of pulled me out cared. of it. Nobody yeah. cared. Well, yeah, and I wasn't even in it yet. And then you came back. After- What's worse than like some guy who's done comedy for a couple months? You know, just in general. Just in general. Yeah, just in general. Like, well, not like he's not like a bad person, but it's like I don't. That is I don't talk funny, comedy with him all the time. Like we're trying to get information out of somebody, and the way we torture is lock you in a room with somebody who's just started doing comedy. I think I found my voice. Is this anything? <laughs> Is this too Hedberg? <laughs> uh, should I say hi to the audience when I get on stage? Oh my God! Those early set lists that have how you guys doing oh, written geez. out. How you guys doing? Like what you have to do for a college show? Where you have yeah. to write hello audience. Wait, coming up next, where you have to write even hello. Like when you get when someone introduces you, like the student oh. union person. Like they don't Dude, know. You can't give your of- credits. 
that got cut out of crashing uh but we shot this whole thing that i was very proud of i'm actually sad that it didn't make the show and it was showing how when you do colleges it was going to show pete doing three different colleges and getting terrible intros at all of them oh uh, yeah and it was like a running joke yeah and then when he gets to the city he gets a proper intro and he's supposed to like feel at home because that is the thing is you will have you to tell me like, your worst is that boring have you said it here to what's me? that will you tell me your worst my worst intro. intro yeah it's always the same that's why i was really excited to put them in the show is it's always like our comedian tonight is pete holmes he's uh Name he's first. been on yeah. vh1's best yeah. week ever and um i think hannibal had one where they even said like oh he had a, a college newspaper review him and said hannibal yeah, burris no, yeah. was the funniest performer within the price the range price budget, yeah. <laughs> that we could afford budget yeah like incredible that. But they, I, so I would always say, say my name last. It should yeah. be the last thing you say. I had one, one time I, I, there were like six people on stage and they brought me up. They're like, here's your comedian. Like, bring him up. Like, this is Nick Turner. And um, then they read my entire bio from my website. Well, that happens now. Yeah. yeah. That still happens sometimes. And then another time. They and now did- that I have a book, sometimes I'll, in Montreal, they were like, Pete Holmes is a Christ-leaning spiritual seeker. I was like, oh my this God. is my stand-up bio. This isn't a book. <laughs> why? Like on the JFL website, it was like, why bring Christ-leaning into this? That's so funny. There's nothing Christ-leaning about my stand-up. That's a box. It's a box? I mean, yeah. I got to break out of the box. If you're a Christ, yeah, Christ yeah, comedian. A Christ comedian. That's nice. And that's starting to happen more. And then when I did the gala, my intro was he started in the Christian circuit. And no, I didn't. It's oh, just like yeah. so there, there's they a, got your bio from your TV show. It keeps ha- that is funny. <laughs> like just, I guess you, all this happened. You just he came up with a partner in Henry. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> this next comedian, his mom and dad are three feet shorter than him. <laughs> no, those are actors. Those are actors, and they auditioned sitting down. <laughs> I had no that idea. is true. Fred That's Applegate, really who played my dad, who is incredible, and I would have casted him anyway, obviously. <laughs> but when he came to the set, I was like, <laughs> you guys are so small. Which one of you did this to me? To me? Yes. Oh. Anywho's a woozle. You ever see a ghost? No, I don't. I mean, ghosts aren't real. You don't believe in ghosts? No. Pete, you're going to find um, I got pretty rigid views. Oh, that's okay. No, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm excited, <laughs> but I didn't let, think let it was me, bad. Let me, let, no, I, I know, but um, let me ask you this. Yeah, when they were shooting the movie, The Longest Yard. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry, just that turn. I thought this was a joke. This is very is funny. real. It's okay. supposedly one of the most haunted places in the world. Okay, and apparently they gave one of the PAs. Everybody chipped in and gave the PA like a thousand dollars. If he would sleep in one of the cells, mm-hmm. because there was a riot in the prison, and all of the prisoners got out, put the guards in the cells. It almost sounds fucking fake. I don't know if these details are right, but like killed all the guards, just this horrible, shitty massacre. And it's supposed to be one of the most haunted places in the world. Uh-huh. They gave the guy, the PA, all this money, spend the night in the cell with the door closed and locked, and you have to sleep in there. That's all you have to do. Get $1,000. He did it. Next day, would not talk about it. <laughs> he was so... He regretted it deeply and would not talk about it. You don't believe in ghosts? Wow, hold on. I'd never heard this story. I do believe in ghosts now. <laughs> You're telling me this guy clammed up? You ghosts are, are real. funny. You're funny. <laughs> never changed. <laughs> you are like, you're like a real... 
I've oh, never man. talked to somebody that's exactly funny like you. I want to know Usually, what you really think. What you're I, really saying when you say it. This, I think you're so funny. And oh, you're funny okay. in a way that no one, I don't, I've never talked to somebody that's just how you are. And I love it. It's a bit abrasive. I get, I, sometimes my compliments are off-putting. Um, but they're intense. But let me ask you this. Yes. Because you Sorry. don't believe in ghosts. Yes. No, would, of course, but I don't believe would, in ghosts. I mean, would you ghosts, do that? Ghosts aren't, um, ghosts are nothing. I mean, there's no, there's no, I mean, what? it's like Toy Story. You know, it's like they, in Toy, like Story, Toy Story, you know how like the, the toys are in charge of if you see them or not, you know, yeah. like you come in the room, they're like, whoa, like just missed it. Every yeah. toy ever yeah. is just missing it. Right. You're just missing every toy moving. Right. And that's the same way with ghosts. Like, oh, we could have got a pick, but we just missed him. There's no picks. Well, you can't pick a spec. Well, you can't do anything. You can't, and it's just so convenient that you can't prove it. Yeah, I know. But that, the question remains. Oh, yeah, sorry. Are you oh, going to yeah, get uh, in that cell and sleep there? Sure. Because I had, a, I talk about sure TV I shows. I mean, not for that. I mean, it's like scary. I can be scared of other things. But there's nothing scary. It's an in this abandoned prison. prison. Like, who That's knows fine. what's You'll crawling around in there? I don't want like a mouse crawling on me. That terrifies me more than like than every Alcatraz. Every threat of a ghost. Yeah. I have heard so many good ghost stories on this podcast and elsewhere. I had a driver drive. It's always Long Island. Yeah. He's right where uh, he was driving me to Long Island. It was doing this show. I wish I had recorded it, I'd play it on the podcast. He told the greatest ghost story in the world. It's just all your classics, doors slamming, this stuff. So when you hear that, you're just like, and this is just for fun. I'm, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm here with yeah. you. I'm not trying to catch no, no, you. Sure. If he's like, I'm in the bathroom and the door slammed, you're just like, well, it was the wind. It was nothing. It was, no, of course it was. Or you lied. or Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything's explainable, even if I can't explain it. You know, I know it's not a UFO. You don't believe in UFOs either? Oh, no. I mean, I... I mean, it's like, I don't know why it's up to me to not believe in it. Like, you know, I don't know why I would have to, to say that. Well, that's one know? of my favorite um, atheist points is they're like, the burden isn't on me to explain my disbelief. It's on you to But explain. isn't that right? No, I agree with you. I think that's a beautiful position. However. Prove it. Prove anything. You got to type into YouTube mass mass witness UFO sightings. If the only way it can be proven is that if I got to go to YouTube, the argument is lost. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some other place. It's like telling me that you read an article on Breitbart that really changed your mind about Bernie Sanders. It's really funny. You don't put any stock in like, yeah, it's kind of like not great. You think if we did see a UFO and it was a UFO, would all just run it on the newspapers and be like, it's, it's, it's real, it's happened. You don't think there's anything in place to be like, yeah, this the whole fabric of our society will go away. Maybe let's kind of downplay this. I think if there was a UFO and somebody saw it, um, then it means nothing. And if there's a UFO and a lot of people saw it and there's a bunch of proof of it, then it would mean something. But there are mass mass sighting UFOs. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, you're telling me about it, some YouTube video I haven't seen. It was it was a YouTube video of a show that was on the Discovery Channel. Yeah, and I and sure, there's mass sightings of something. It could be anything. It could it could right. be explained. It's just a UFO. A plane. It's unidentified. It's something. Yeah, we don't know the proper word. Sure. It I was believe a ship. it was a saucer. That there are UFOs because we there's some things I in the sky that we don't that know. They what are aliens. You don't think they're aliens? I do not. We're floating in infinity. We sure are. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate there's like a. a <laughs> 
fuck. You, that, that, that a lot of people could You're think You're a ham it. and egger. <laughs> You're a real ham and egger. I just need proof. You just want... And I need some facts. Yeah. And I don't... I'm not giving anybody an inch. Right. To tell me that there's a bunch Did of Did you stuff. used to? Because some people no. that hold your opinion used to be more woo-woo liberal, and then at some point they're just like, fuck it, it's all fake. I grew up in, you know, I, I went to Catholic church, um, and we would go every Sunday. My, my mom taught religious ed. We, we went to church. Yeah. And um, I just have no memory of buying into it. It never hooked. No, I just from That's the like moment my brother, it never like hooked ever with thought my about it. I just fought with my parents every Sunday. Every really yeah. little debates. Yeah, just little like, sweaty just Nikki turn. Go. Just don't want to go. You didn't want to go. go, not because of sleeping in. No, it's boring as fudge. Yeah, but um, no, I just like it's one thing if you're have if you're like into it, but I'm just like, what are we doing here? It's a great Jim Gavigan. This is a good. It's yeah. a good book. It's the good book. It sure is. <laughs> it's very good. It's a good book. I, we can all agree it's a good book. I actually, uh, maybe you saw. Not to read. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I am not a Bible. I think they call it an apologist. I'm not a Bible apologist uh, because, like, is it that great? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I know. And I apologize because I know you're Some a Christian parts. comedian. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> I saw your Senate. That's not many points because that That's was only like so eight minutes funny. ago. But even as a youth, you didn't have like the. I'm glad you didn't have like the fear of going to hell or something like that. Just didn't take hold either. No, there's just not a they didn't part of my brain that it. that can that has faith. Look at you. There's no faith in my body because I guess it would take faith to believe that you're going to hell. For me, a, a thought like that grows in the fear soil, not the faith soil. But really, it's also faith soil. It's been fertilized with faith. Yeah. Faith that someone else telling me, that's a thing. It can happen. Be afraid. I have to have faith in them or the, or the, the books that they're referencing to believe that that could happen. And you're just like, nope. No. I'm a militant atheist. Militant that's how I describe atheist. myself. Yes. How's that working out? That sounds like a joke. I just mean like, are you no, enjoying it? It's fine. I mean, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't. There's nothing actively you have to do. It just um, you it just, just don't believe. You think you think religion is not only that it um, it's bullshit, but it's harmful. actively harmful. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I got proof. Yeah, you do have a lot of. data. I got a lot of data. You got a lot of data, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I hear that. And what is? How do you frame what's going on? And again, to your beautiful sure. point, yeah. you actually opened with one of my favorite, I think it was Tim Minchin that was like, the burden isn't on me, it's on yeah. you. I just don't believe in what you're saying you believe in. So I'm actually, the, I'm the zero. Right. You're the plus one, and you're like, I don't know about that one. Yeah. And you're, you're just on the base level. I remember when I was talking to Julia Sweeney, I was trying to kind of get in touch with the phenomena the phenomenon that you and I on a molecular level just look like a swarm of hornets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this is just a, a tornado yeah. of molecules mm-hmm. and these molecules think they're Pete and those molecules right. think they're neck and these molecules are being a couch, but really it's the same molecules. They're all moving around, but consciousness exists. Matter became aware of itself. It, they matter gained consciousness, developed consciousness. So I guess what I'm wondering is, 
and it's not to test you. Mm-hmm. Just how do you interpret the world? Like, is it just sort of happenstance or an accident? Um, I I definitely agree that there's plenty I don't know, and I don't really search out the information. And I'm not. You're fun. I'm not. I'm, I'm not like on a spiritual and journey, and I'm not on a. Um, but you're not looking for meaning even through I'm the not, scientific lens either. No, I'm not looking for meaning. I. What am I going to find? I mean, could you imagine? What is your journey? All you've gone through, mm. you know, to find out answers or whatever. And I'm just like, um, nah. I. You know, I don't. I don't, I don't need to find out, like, I, if I don't believe in religion or some other ethereal body, like, what? why do I need to go find out about it? Like, why would I put more work? Well, that's it? not, I, I'm, I'm with you, by yeah, the yeah, way, yeah. as a, a third party deity sure. isn't in my belief system either. But how did the universe? Or how do I? How do I explain yeah. how the universe just, started? And I just mean for you. I don't yeah. know. I mean, and and I don't know if. But I, also, I just like how that knows. how that infuses your day to day. You're saying it doesn't, which I think is really fun and interesting. Right. No, I mean everyone's so sad. You know, everyone's so crazy. Um, I don't know, and it's like it all. It all. I'm just like here. I'm here right now. It's like it's another reason why. You know, I've been, I have a girlfriend for seven years and not a wife because I, I just like, I'm just, I'm in this relationship. You know, it's like I don't. You don't want to bring the fairy tale of even legality and a contract. Well, it's just for what? Yeah. You know, for what reason? There's good reasons. There's like um, insurance. There's, um, it's so interesting. You know, like yeah. being there in the hospital, whatever, you have rights. Right. But like, I don't think my parents are going to block Lyra from coming into my coming into my room. Uh, I just don't see. I like that it's your room. That's very in the noble. hospital. It's noble of you. I have. Oh yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah. I could never see my baby on that on that table. You're sweet. Thank you. Um, I uh, can I, yeah. I just again. It, it, it's, there's no part of me that's debating. Yeah. And I've just noticed that so we can resist ceremonies. But the truth is human beings, hippopotamus, different mammals, are like get meaning out of ceremony. So even though it was my second marriage, Val's second marriage, we were and we were already living together, when we got married, we were like, why does this feel so good? Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean like a, a, a fleeting – there was no – I am I am a, a free man, meaning there's no like – my first marriage was, I've pleased mother – yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did right by Jesus and mommy. Mm-hmm. That was my first one. This was, motherfucker, I can do anything. It was the real nobody tells any of us, me or Val, what to do thing. Yeah. All friends. First wedding, all family. Second wedding, all friends. Mm-hmm. My food, my, like, my first wedding, didn't even have any cake. Too nervous, too busy saying hi to my 17 aunts. Second wedding, cake, fucking ice cream truck. And afterwards, we were just like, that still feels good. Thinking about it still feels good. Bringing other consciousnesses into our relationship felt better than the sum of its parts. That is, the, that is a, a, a short version of my argument for saying, like, we can look at things with reason in a Vulcan sort of way. And we can look at things in a more poetic way and be like, for some reason lean into our weirdness 
say like we're liturgical creatures, we're ceremonious creatures. We like declarations of mm-hmm. love. I'm I'm getting that from certain yeah. entities. <laughs> um, I you're fine. I love my girlfriend. I also so much. Wanna, I want to be clear. I don't want to change you. I, that was no, just no, me saying. That. Like I here here's here's what I I mean. It's you know it's like I understand that you you had this ceremony and it was great and you enjoyed it and you think back on it fondly. That's fine. I don't think that's a reason. You know, like a good memory, a good party. You know, whatever. I don't want to like. I'm not. But it's rings. I'm not dismissing and it. You know that it's like a, a party. Yeah. Um, and feeling. I also it ha- it's tied into how my we feel changes and how religion stances. You could do it. You I, can yeah. yes, but then why are you even? What are you? It's like getting like a vegan chicken. Like, why am I, I pretending yeah. this? I'll, why am I even Nick, stepping my foot I into that room? I, first of all, I just think you're beautiful. <laughs> and two, I think you're kind of right on. Our ceremony did not shy away from metaphor. Yeah. Like enjoying some of the idea mm-hmm. of me and Val reuniting is the microcosm of the journey that we're all on to realize the singularity of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So that is fun. And if you're like, that's nonsense or that's potentially nonsense, but just not interesting to me, I sort of understand. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> like I, I mean, yes. I can, I, I think you agree with yourself. I think, yeah, yes. <laughs> Your interpretation of me. I, I love it. Um, but he, I just don't think that um, at the basis level, I think that marriage makes it harder to break up. And that's why it happens. That's, it's like that's wearing a three-piece is. suit to, to the office. It's harder to get naked. Like there's more belts and <laughs> yes, clips. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, yes. wearing exactly. two shirts and a jacket. To it's leave to, her, I'm yes. going to, oh, what a headache. Yeah. And that's what, that's what people, makes people feel secure. Um, there is one reason. I went to a wedding at, at City Hall once. My friend who got married to his girlfriend. They hadn't been dating very long, but she was getting deported. Uh-huh. And so he married her to continue dating her. And I'm like, that's a good reason to get married. So your girlfriend doesn't get taken by the cops. You know, it's like you just want her around. What the fuck ever? Um, and my girlfriend very much wants to get married. And, um, you know, why does she want to get married? That would be because she's like 99.9% of the rest of the population. They love it. She grew they up just like to get it. married. They just want she, it. Yeah, all of her friends get married. She wants to have the thing. She wants to do everything. Everybody else gets too it's much. It's like Mulaney's bit, why buy the cow? Oh. If every wedding please. you go to with the cow, the cow looks at you. <laughs> You're just like jumping into my bedroom. And I, it's too, this is too much of my life. But you know, I, if she leaves me, I'll marry her. That's so funny. It's true. Really? Yeah. You are funny. If she leaves me, I'll marry her. Yes. That is, that is how you it's trick. True. Sorry for all the Star Trek things. She could trick me easily. She, she knows this. She could listen. Katie's not going to cut this. Katie's on her phone. She's editing a different <laughs> podcast. Katie's insulted that you think she's on her phone. <laughs> Katie listens to all nine hours of every episode of this podcast. <laughs> she's heard all of my stories, and oh, yet she God. remains. I love her so much, and I don't want her to go. Your girlfriend. Yes. That that I mean, but like this is an interesting question. I think is like the choice between being right and then like being happy is your life. No, I just had this conversation earlier today. (laughs) Why are those exact words? Pete, I can't do it. 
He's standing, folks. Pete? He's standing. He's doing a set. Why are we here again? <laughs> I'm at work. Katie's taking a picture. I'm having a conversation with Lyra. <laughs> Katie's taking a picture. It's happening. Oh, it's happening. She said those words, and I dismissed them. You dismissed them. I said, they... oh, please. That's like the oldest line in the book. And then they chased you. God, I'm a monster. The words chased you. God. Oh my god! I just well, l- life is a, ne- a negotiation not between easy. the head and the heart, yeah. right? Right? Yeah. yeah. And the heart is wrong. The heart is not logical. Yeah. Marriage is not logical. Yeah. That's those were my wedding vows to Valley. I said I love you. Um, what was the word I used? Uh, irrationally. Yeah. That is that's marriage. I think yeah. that's leaning into it, going like. This There's is no silly. such thing as love. You're like in love. You click on I'm in love now. And you click off love later. Love is like constantly um, falling in love with that person every day and constantly making that person fall in love with you every day. And that is my goal rather than being like, I crossed the finish line and here's marriage. Right. Well, that's good. That's a really beautiful way to say something. I like what you're saying. Well, you don't want it to be done and now you're in this part called marriage, yeah. and then the seduction is over, and that's really well. Also, everyone smart, and this is this is just such a big part of my thinking. It's been I've done a lot of jokes on it, my stand up, and I just people get divorced, and people don't care about marriage. People do these frivolous, weird things that we watch reality shows, or people are like we just these two people never seen each other, and now they're married. I'm right, like, right. that's what marriage is. Also, right? Then why do you care about it so much? Right, I hear you. I hear you. What do you think about the happy versus right thing, though? Because is being right making you happy? And is being right making... In this situation? um, I don't... I mean... I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it would be different. No, I don't think it would be different. I do want to be right. I do... I do... I'm very... I'm too passionate about it. It's funny because when you... If I, I am broken down, and I may be... But it also is just weird to like be at a wedding and it's mine and have everyone have you know I've talked to about marriage over the years. It's just like isn't that interesting though? And that sort of is what marriage. It's so interesting. I mean, this consumes my life. You're right. But the examples that you just gave, what I what I find interesting is there's a lot of identity tied up now. Yeah. In not getting married, and what really struck a chord with me is you're like I have stand up about it. Ah, you know what I mean? No. Like that's when I get it. Yeah. I go like. Right. Nick. And then I reinforce that every night when I like talk about it over and over. You do talk about it a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just, yeah. Yeah. I have more than one joke about people. Oh, your stand up. I thought you meant with. Um, oh, no. But yes, also. Lyra. Yes, also with Lyra. Lyra. Yeah. It's interesting. But at the end of the day. Yeah, no. Now, if I said that, that would sound like I'm trying to persuade you. These ideas we have of ourselves are—you'll enjoy this—are nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alan Watts says you're under no obligation to be the person you were 15 minutes ago. Right. And I love that. Yeah. I okay. I don't. It doesn't feel like an obligation. It's just. It's. I don't know. It's another thing on a list. Uh, You know. It's just like. I love this. It's not only that. It's just my opinion. It's that. It's my. is that everyone knows that opinion about me. So right. it feels disingenuous. But that's why it's almost like if I were rooting for you to get married, it would be because you were big enough to kill something that doesn't exist. 
So the story of Nick that doesn't believe in marriage is really just like a pattern of thoughts <laughs> that isn't really real. Yeah. It's not, it's not real. No. So it's not that I want you to be with Lyra or have a wedding ring. It's that I, I enjoy people just going like, eh. <laughs> like, why am I, why am I spending so much you know energy? What, Pete? You know what, Pete? Ghosts could be real. <laughs> You're right. I don't. It's interesting. You win. I'm an old man. I just, what is it like? What is that moment where I like ask her to marry me after all of this? You know, I'm like, will you marry me? Do you really want that? Oh my. I want you. I mean, what? Do you, and when she said the the right versus happy thing, you did. You just you dis you just dismissed it. I'm such a jerk. No, you're not a jerk. No, I feel that way now. And that and do not dismiss my feelings. Oh no, your feelings are valid. Thank you. You feel like you're a jerk. Yeah, but I don't think you're a jerk. Thank you. But I didn't have this asinine conversation with you like I did earlier. <laughs> my point was asinine. My half. I understand. I regret it. It's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. And then and then. Here, here's my uh, food for thought for, about the God thing or the meaning thing. Yeah, let's take God out of it. Okay. The meaning, sure, some sort of way of interpreting reality. Last night I got stoned and I ate a pizza, and I because Val was out of town or not out of town, she was out of the house, and she doesn't let you otherwise. No, she would. There's a weird fucked up part of my psyche that's like when I'm alone, let's do something <laughs> that you don't want people to see. Okay, me and it's always something like eat a pizza. It's not. It's not horrible something shit. Completely normal. I know it is. Yeah, but it, you know, and then the baby was crying, so the pizza was sitting on that. And then Val came home and saw the pizza. And there's Val is not in on this conspiracy. She's not uh-huh. like I caught you, pizza boy. Oh, I. Get, she doesn't know. Oh I, God, I get what you mean. I a just times like over. the feeling of like. In fact, it goes into. I wasn't even that hungry. It goes into the decision of making of ordering a pizza. Is you go, no one will know. Yeah, <laughs> like indulge. <laughs> it's what I call the room service phenomenon. It's just yeah. like no one will know. It's just so funny. Get room service. No one knows. My, Val actually helped me break it down this morning. She was like, "You," because I was like, "I always sort of regret it the next day." I'm like, "It wasn't great. I didn't yeah, even enjoy it." Pizza. She goes, "You want the feeling of ordering it." You want the feeling of waiting for it. You want the feeling of it arriving. And you want the feeling of the first bite. Interesting. After that, you're just chasing a meaningless dragon. So you should always get a small. I did get a small. Oh, wow. So I you, ate that small. You already got there. I did that. <laughs> yeah. And I ate the whole fucking thing. And it was, well, you got a small. Yeah. It's the smallest one they have, which they call a medium. 12 inches. It's probably a 12-er. That's a big pizza. It's a... <laughs> Here's what I, here's why Pete, I'm the last wor- one in the world who's judging you. I love everything about you. I've already made that clear <laughs> to a point where you were uncomfortable, <laughs> including your anti-marriage. I just I want everybody. Uh, it's all right. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> I woke up. This is why I keep looking for meaning. Is the feeling of dissatisfaction I get from what? Forgive me for sounding a little Scientologist here, but like sensory indulgence I find so deeply unsatisfying that I found it weird that given a night at home alone, despite all the study and practice that I've done in the spiritual way, that as soon as I'm alone, 
I'm eating a pizza or I'm jerking off or I'm just like mm-hmm. chasing feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm eating some weed to feel good. Then I eat a pizza to feel good. I watch a movie to feel good. It's just placating the animal. When I know that much for me, regardless of your beliefs, your thoughts, the experience of being deeply in the moment is way better than any of that. And even mm-hmm. though I know that, I still, given one night by myself, I'm just eating a fucking pizza. So then I wake up and I go, I took Baby Lee for a walk and I, was, and I just had to unpack it. And I was like, I think we've all been sold a shitty story, which is tickle as many clits, sorry, <laughs> as many nerve endings as you have. Come as much as you can. Eat as much as you can. See as many 3D movies as you can. And this is coming from a Christian comedian. This is incredible. But I, I, <laughs> You are fun. <laughs> My spiritual pursuits are on the other side of that going, that shit don't work. Yeah. Even if you are an atheist that goes, I don't believe in anything, but I believe that my thoughts are illusory at best, mm-hmm. that the guy I was when I was 18 and the person I am, different people, but what is what has stayed the same? There was a base level of awareness and that's who I really am. And when I soak in that awareness and when I rest into the moment, that's where real joy, the feeling of being alive is what gets me off. Not the pizza, not the movie, not the weed, not the entertainment, not even the power or the money that people are chasing. Um, well, that's what, why I go back to it. So what's your alternative in that? In that situation, which one? Where she leaves, then and instead of getting high and ordering a pizza, yeah, what do you do? Yeah, what are you supposed to do? I get so depressed. Tell me everything. Lyra leaves, and I'm just home alone. I'm like, I'm just like instantly sad. I think I'm with you. I can't watch any TV because we watch it together. You're sweet. (laughs) There's just there's certain ones you want to watch. You know, it's like that's off. I I overeat one hundred times, one hundred percent of the time. Yeah. That's me too. So we're in there together. Yeah. And it comes from a it, it does come from a place of loneliness. It goes like, well, I'm alone. I think it's indulgence, but there's also probably like a discomfort being alone. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I might as well feel warm and tingly. Yeah. Cause at least when you're high, you're at least babysitting your high. You're kind of going like, How intense is it? Huh. Is it gonna get worse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Am I gonna handle it? You mentioned You're not you're not just with your thoughts. Yeah. You're monitoring levels. Like, just getting caught doing something totally normal that you're not embarrassed about is such a weird thing, like with that pizza. Yeah. Like, if I'm, like, I smoke more pot than Lyra does. And if I'll, like, and we're just, like, together, and I smoke, and I'm, like, smoking a bowl, it's like, I don't think about it. But if I'm smoking a bowl and she comes home, I'm like, <gasps> that is so funny. Hey, babe. But if I just waited two minutes and that then did it after she That is such a Nick Turner home, thought. I yeah. used to have bits that are in your vein where I was like, Can if I have- you're drinking, yeah. <laughs> If you're drinking and someone's there, it's not drinking alone, but you're the only one drinking. Like, it's like it's just optics. Yeah. Can right. I dress up a mannequin and get fucked up? <laughs> is that Does that count? Who is this for? The dog? Is the dog worried about me? Um, yeah, it's crazy because you, you also you just feel like most people in most relationships, the wife gets angry when you do this. You've seen, you grew up on that on right. sitcoms. And it's weird when you have your relationship with the girl you picked. Not the girl you picked first, but the girl you picked that you want to be with forever. Yeah. And uh, you're like, you know how you, uh, you think I'm dumb and I, I eat dumb food and I, and I don't do anything right. And you're like, I don't think that. That's funny. Yeah. I think that does go both ways. I think you people 
see that stuff on TV and you're subconsciously I might even subconsciously be like, you should be mad that I ate a pizza because mm-hmm. I watched King of Queens. Yeah, what were you supposed to eat? Were you supposed to make her dinner? She yeah. was gone. She's gone. Eat the pizza. <laughs> but Val and I talk about it. We unpacked it even further. There's this weird thing I talk about on stage, which is no one tells me what to do. You're ordering a pizza to demonstrate that no one has control over you, which is really weird because... Yes, they do. They're called the Tomato Pie Pizza Company in Silver Lake. <laughs> they have control. Uh-huh. They are winning in this situation. They see your order. They see that address again. And they go, 28 bucks oh. for something that costs us two. Oh, so Here funny. you go, baby. But anyway, that's why spirituality for me, and that's why marriage for me, and all of these things that we do, whether or not they're empirically true – Sometimes have value greater than the than their like Greek scale value, like getting married or believing in consciousness. Yeah, but you don't have a story. We were going to that. You don't have a a a, a, a story or a feeling about the universe, even if it is nothing matters. This is all just undulating bullshit. Yeah. No. I mean, yes. I die. I go into the ground. Yeah. Um. I, the, the, there's. Not, I don't know how, how how it started. It's not relevant. Um. Right. It doesn't matter where I go. Let's say I do go to hell or heaven. Great. Okay. I mean, it's like, what does it matter? You're so funny. It doesn't matter, and it's not real. And I'm dead, and I don't care. You care? Maybe you care. I don't care. That's like. That's pretty like. High level spiritual, actually. <laughs> when they asked Buddha what happens when you die, he said, "What is that business of yours? That's not your." Business. Yeah, well, and, that's and me. also Buddha. Where I'm at, you are very Buddhist. <laughs> where I'm at, people are like, "If you did wake up in heaven or hell, then it would be your job to realize that that is also an illusion." You sound like a Buddhist. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I I'm, it, does Buddha also have a very short temper? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Good. Really? It's, oh no. <laughs> I was like, I gotta read more about this more guy. Buddha, more Buddha, please. <laughs> Who cares? There's your movie, real guy Buddha. He's like a regular Buddha. He's smoking the bowl, and his girlfriend walks in. Whoops, a doozy. I got a piece so bad, but I'm trying to hold it. I'll sweat it out. Um, Where are we yeah, in the time? I mean, One forty. Yeah. I got a Dodgers game in five hours. Do you really? Yeah. My first Dodgers game. I'm not in it. It's a fr- <laughs> who books that? <laughs> StubHub. Who, who books Dodgers? Who? StubHub. StubHub. I am going to pee. I okay. don't want to be rushed. Then I'm going to pee. After. Okay. I, th- I thought of my question while I was peeing. Okay. How was your pee? How was your question? How was your, no, that's that's oh, was, the question to get good. you in the I rhythm it, of I do it a lot. Yeah, I pee a lot. I pee a lot. I pee a lot. How many times at night? In the night, yeah. like getting up? Yes. Dude, welcome to my world. Uh, because I think about this a lot. I'll stop. I have two tips mm-hmm. for not getting up as much at night. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one, stop drinking. Yeah. Around six o'clock. Oh, I know what it is, too. Yeah. What's that? Oh, you're drinking booze? No. I mean, I am, but that's... Uh, I, uh, I will end the night smoking marijuana. And then get very thirsty. And I drink a lot a lot before bed. Yeah. Okay. If you're going to drink, here's, a, here's my good tip. We're back to Gatorade. 
go ahead and throw some salt in that water or just lick some off your hand. I'm getting some, you want it to be really? sea salt, like not that fucking. Because I am very hydrated. Because I, when I do drink too, I drink vodka soda, which is just a lot of water all the time. Soda? Soda. I mean, a vodka soda. Uh-huh. Like when you drink, you know, if you have an alcoholic beverage, you should have water. Yeah. I mean, if you have a vodka soda. You're having class, water yeah. while you're having sure. your vodka. And I will often order a tall with like extra soda. Oh. Okay. So you're saying hydrated. Yeah. Salt. Get some salt in there. Okay. Because then your body, while you're sleeping, is trying to, this is my understanding, neutralize the salt, which takes water, and it's water that you would be peeing. It's working on that salt. So if you have a little bit of salt before bed, you'll get up and pee less. Interesting. This is a free podcast. Four times. Four. I think that's probably how many times I got up last night. That's not every night, but that, no that was, yeah. I don't think I did get up last night. It's because I had a pizza, which is salty as fuck. I also have trouble getting back to sleep sometimes. I don't like that. And so if I get up at like six, then I'm up at six. I don't like that for you. I like it. Oh, you like it? I like the mornings now. I love the As mornings. I grow into yeah. an old man. Yeah. Oof, get me up earlier. There's no meeting yeah. that I hear that I'm like, oh, I'll, you know, I'm like nine. Great. I'll be up for three hours. Oh, wow. I'll be there. That I won't is, set, that I'll is a set my alarm power for having a baby too. I'm a morning person, which yeah. is weird that I got into comedy. Love the 6 a.m. Love the mm-hmm. feeling. Val got up this morning. Bless her. But um, most mornings, not most, we split it. But I like the six. Yeah. I like getting up at the six. You, you, uh, what did I say? Ryan Holiday really liked it. We were talking about it. Was that like, it's like robbing a bank before anyone else is even awake. Yeah. So you can get like all this shit done. Mm-hmm. You can re- reply your emails or at least you can even have like some quiet time, like some calm, like you can start your day in a calm, deliberate way instead of the like MSNBC 30. 30- See, that's do you want to be informed or do you want to be happy? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, right. No. So here's my question. What is not the meaning of life? What is the meaning of your life? Because I know you have meaning. Yeah. What is it? Um, like it has to be like um, these couple things or this one thing. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's, it's actually an easier question than I think it sounds. Because it sure isn't a, a question that I ponder. Mm-hmm. You know, so couldn't we it's say it's not that, something where I have a ready-made answer? Then, then for you, isn't part of the meaning of your life to not sweat too much what the meaning is? Most definitely. Um, I mean, life's just so hard. Like, I just how many people do you know with severe mental illness? You know, I feel like a lot of my time is just like spent like, how do I? What parts of me are like spinning off into the ether? And like, I need to rein in, um, like your sanity. Yeah. Just like, just being like actively understanding it. It's like, everyone's, you know, nuts Mm. and everyone's going crazy and just like trying to manage my own without ever seeing a therapist in my life. Although I probably could could stand to go see one. Would you like to? Um, no. Yeah. But it's good. Is it? Right. You don't do it. I feel like, no, I love therapy. (laughs) <laughs> but I feel it's like I, I think no this is what a therapist would do you yeah. go is it good why is it good yeah they would want right. you to figure it out <laughs> um, for some reason talk about something that makes that is more valuable I just was talking to somebody I forget who it was because 
I'm a big open book with all my friends and all my, obviously with Val. And we just go like, why does talking help? Like saying it to someone else helps. That is a mystery of the heart. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it doesn't, nothing changed. Just another mammal heard me go, my dad texted me in the words of what he wished I had texted him. And then I tell you that and I feel better. This is this is why marriage. Yeah. <laughs> it's because we're all just doing our best. Yeah, I just tell it to, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I well, don't you tell, the, tell, it, just tell it to anyone. If I get like bad news or something happens, you know, um, Lyra always just like wants to give me a hug and I'm like, oh, I don't want to think about this right now. Mm. You know, she's like, this is fine. This is for later. You So you avoid. I sure I, do, I guess. But not really. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm. Uh, I sure do. I I'm guess. pretty in the moment, honestly. Um, I have. I don't. I. I don't know. I avoid. <laughs> I avoid what's uncomfortable. Yeah. And then what's not uncomfortable, I drive a Mack truck into. I guess that's it. So what I'm looking for is what, like as the Brits would say, what fills your days. Obviously, you love comedy. Mm-hmm. You love your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Slash wife, mm-hmm. stroke wife. Yeah, I don't know. I do. I'm very um, focused on enjoying myself. Um, I, I, fi- I, I, I think priority for me is having fun, enjoying my life, being happy, making you know other people around me happy. That's um, that's what I take priority over mm-hmm. um, anything else. But you know, to the detriment of any long term goals or. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like a good little bubble to live in, but it does maybe doesn't help out um, every aspect. You mean career wise? Yeah, like you don't have you're you're in the moment. You're you're enjoying like you're able to like enjoy a show, do a show, enjoy. Yeah, it. I mean, enjoy a stand up show. Yeah, boof. No, no. I mean, well, that's not fun, right? That's Fifteen work. years in that's to work. go watch a comedy show. That's work. Just to watch stand up. That's oh. a barbecue at Eddie Murphy's house. I don't like, I'm not good at compliments, you know, I'm not, I don't compliment well because I, I'm really, I I can come off as insincere a lot. And so it's like extra harder for me to be like, be sincere, like with a compliment because people might not take it the way, take it the right way or think I'm kidding. Like we had, you know, earlier. Yeah. Um, And so when I'm at a show, like the whole time, I'm just thinking like, what am I going to say to this person when they come on stage? I just, that's all I think. (laughs) What am I going to say to them? Because I don't want to say anything to them. Like, good job. Maybe I'll go get a drink while they're coming on stage. Oh my God. (laughs) I just just don't, I don't, don't get a lot of joy out of watching (laughs) stand-up. But it's a big, is it a big cornerstone when we're talking about the meaning of Nick, yeah, having fun, oh sure, bigger slice than than doing comedy. Um, no, well, I mean that's you know that I get a lot of my joy from from comedy and comedy successes, and you know, of course, that's where I can't be. It's hard to be joyful, you I'm know. Never gonna forget that. your answer. I go to heaven. Who cares? Who cares? That is a funny bit. Who cares? <laughs> Who's gonna care? It doesn't you? Matter. Who cares? You won't think of me. I'll be there. I guess I care. Sure. Are you going to heaven? Who cares? <laughs> it's a great it's fun. answer. It's a great answer. Right, yeah. Who cares? Because 
it is sort of a narcissistic thing to be like, oh, I'll be in heaven mm-hmm. getting blown by a swan. Mm-hmm. And you're like, who cares? <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm sorry to circle back to that point, but like the deeper spiritual people that I know now would be like, it'll just be another illusion for you to realize isn't real. And that's what you're saying. I think that's yeah. so fun. You'd be like, okay, there's this. It's, it's, it's very Seinfeldy. I was watching that, um, the King of Queens Scientology documentary, Lisa, yeah. Leah Remini. She's back. Um, and they were talking about what happens at the end of yeah. Scientology. And what happens is that they just like, they're like, now you're who you were all along. Wait, wait. And you can go back through it, but there's nothing at the end. They were like, now you're you. Actually, they paid all the money, gotten all to the top levels. Oh, I see. And then what they revealed was you are now the person you were before you started Scientology. Well, that's very Buddhist, too. Yeah. That's but, very... But in Buddhism, they don't make you pay $1.8 million that's to find true. that out. Well, Reza Aslan did this podcast, and he was like, Scientology is similar to Buddhism. They just added a whole bunch of systems on top of it. But in Buddhism... There, the idea is like somebody's holding out their hand, and they go, "What's in my hand?" and and they won't show you, and for thirty years you wonder what's in their hand, and then they show you it's that it's nothing. Mm-hmm. That is sort of that's a very Buddhist teaching. Pete, can I tell you how infuriating I find that? Yeah, what a waste of time. Can I offer my perspective on that? No. Would you say keep it crispy? <laughs> <laughs> Please say it. The thing that is feeling frustrating, the thing that's witnessing the frustration, the thing that's experiencing anything is the answer. That is that is it. So even the Nick that's doubting is the answer. Mm-hmm. This is my whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's not in the next book. It's not in the next teacher. It's <laughs> not in the next practice. It's what you're looking with is what you're looking for. That's it. It's here. That's what your Jesus is. Your Muhammad's were going around trying to enlighten people that the phenomenon with which they are searching for a phenomenon is the phenomenon. This is, this is what Jesus is saying when he's like a faithless. But these generation. are the people creating the phenomenon. You are the phenomenon. But like they made a religion. They labeled the phenomenon and then they made stories to separate and you from said, the phenomenon. And then said, "This is you don't need it." That's that's me. At the end, I open my hand and I go, "It's nothing," but hopefully. In the searching, you realize that it's the searcher that is what's being sought. But then some psychopath had to build a religion around it. Totally agree. An ego built a religion around it. Right. And even egos wrote books about it. And good books, holy books. But egos are getting involved. But that's the good news. That's, that's the joy and the smile on this Buddhist face, mm-hmm. meaning me, is I can delight in anti-marriage militant, was it militant atheist, Nick? Because mm-hmm. right on, baby. Because <laughs> you totally agree. I Well, no, I, I get it. Kind of, yeah. I get it. Saying. And it's not even about agreeing. It's just here we all are. Yeah. This and, one thinks it's that. This I, one thinks it's this. We're both probably fucking completely wrong. But it's here. And the I can rest see how much sounds. joy that all of this brings you. Sure. Um and uh, just compliment. over so many years. Yeah, no, I mean um but I just um it doesn't um it doesn't bring me 
any joy. It's not for you. To look, yeah. It's yeah. not your cup of tea. Yeah. I and it's um I appreciate that it you know what religion is or or like churches and they're just like kind of a place where they open their arms and like everyone's welcome, you know. In and they let you theory. In. Right, sure. And they let you can come in the door, you know. But Physically. Then, right. But then, you know, one out of every four times you get raped. Is that is that a statistic in the Catholic Church? <laughs> no, I just uh, that, oh, that's, that 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 is that is would... one of the biggest the, the sticking points for me and what you know the harm is. Um, I understand, and uh, and that's a compassionate yeah. That's a compassionate uh, act is to consider all the pain there. Yeah, it's interesting. You're an interesting character because yeah. the world is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Certainly everything, is. if we look at the facts. No, you got to find your corner. What do you mean? Hide in it. It's too much. I mean, learning more doesn't like put you at ease. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There was a there was a short story I forget, but it was like the guy that wouldn't eat fruit because he knew the 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 types of little bugs that were on the fruit uh-huh. that are like vomiting on the fruit. Uh-huh. My therapist and Ramdas would agree that our brains are good servants, but they're terrible masters. And when they they oh, when they start running the show. It can get a little bit lonely. This is why I'll occasionally eat a cookie that has milk and eggs and fucking cream in it. Because it's like, there's nothing I want to stand on so firmly that I'm like completely chained to it. Except maybe like, love and protect my daughter. (laughs) Like that one's pretty not negotiable. But uh, any belief... Did, Did that change? When you had a daughter, did was it what you like your your purpose? Yeah, it did. Yeah, no. it, it 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 totally delivered in that way. Yeah, having something outside of you, it's a great marriage feeling. is great in all the ways that you thought it would be great. Yeah, and having a baby is great in all the ways you thought having a baby would be great. Yeah. Yes. Wow, that uh-huh. sounds like you're 100%. the luckiest guy on earth. But I want to be clear here. I'm not running either of those scenarios through my brain. Yeah. I'm letting them walk through my heart. And sure. that sounds like a riddle, but it is. No, I, I get it. I don't spend a lot of time with a clipboard going this, this, and this, and this, and this. It's heart stuff. Baby is heart stuff. And the people that go like, on paper, let's look at the data of baby. She's not, maybe she wouldn't pay out in the numbers. Yeah. This is this also goes back to my marriage theory is like marriage is two things becoming a third invisible thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a family is two people, three people linking up and creating a fourth invisible thing called family. These are just concepts. Mm-hmm. It's a metaphor. Three people, three individuals are like one thing called a family. That's a metaphor. And that is where it's paying out for me in a very mythical, illogical, irrational way. It also happens to pay out in a lot of rational ways, but I can't... The people that I see that are unhappy are often grading their experiences with their minds. With their unhappy... What what they were bringing to it. You're a happy person who thought of great potential in these things, and then... You went for it, and then you reached that potential because you were already happy about I, it. I would go – I'm not always happy, and I'm not always – About those things, I mean, about right. just like – about your relationship with your wife, 
Like it's positive. It just is. And so this is kind of a Nikki T idea. We're very free. We have mm-hmm. all these systems in play, marriage, family, parenthood, but behind it, we're free. That's mm-hmm. the paradox. So it's freedom within constraints. It doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. but that's why it pays out to me. It's yeah. not because I'm lucky. It's because I'm free. Well, and you don't have a person. A lot of people have a person at home. And I'm very lucky. That's good. That's like <laughs> actively trying to find a way to be mad at them. That's and then right. like when you come home, you're like, you don't know how, why they're going to be mad. That's right. I've had that relationship. Walking into it. Let's not. See, this is why you're so essential is I can get very like, let's look from the heart and everything's fine in the moment. And also underneath all of this woo woo is somebody that was like, I will not have that (laughs) i will not come home afraid Mm -hmm. that was in my wedding vows too i said i never come home to judgment i never come home to fear or anger i come home and val is playing the piano i literally come home to music so that is wonderful nuts and bolts and hammers and nails just fucking practical good old-fashioned self-help healthy relationship and then when you're privileged with that and find that then you can start walking with your feet not touching the ground and just going like i'm free Mm -hmm. but it is hard to do that it means everything to me to to have to not be afraid to go home yeah that there's no conflict waiting at home isn't that beautiful there's just excitement and the season finale of euphoria that's right i get to watch with my baby and you you did that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had other I, relationships I know where it was like great. that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is if people are listening and they're not having that and they're like, well, it just went this way. It's like you you can you can find Oh, that. I know why everyone's together and why why we know so many people who aren't. Because it's not it's not about it's like it's all you. It's just all you. No one is unlucky in love. That's so funny. There is no one I, I see so much stand up about like my luck. Yeah. And I'm like, how many people did you date? And none of them, yeah. you thought that person was the right one for three years, but like, you know, it's like, well, it's not luck. Yeah. It's so much work. It is. And it's inner work. And, and it's them. And knowing when to not do the work. Right. Be like, next. Right. It's all there. It's so possible. You don't, it doesn't take that many people. Yeah. You're funny. That's it's also not, And okay. there's no, you know, there's no. It's you. There's no soulmate. It doesn't exist. Yeah. It's you and it's her. And, and your relationship you is so often planting the seeds that are secret inside of you, but for everybody to see and another person mm-hmm. to see. So you've got to, you got to find the right person, the right balance of calls you on your shit and also knows when to let some fucking things slide. It's so beautiful. I would not break up before this episode comes out. What's that? You hope you don't break up before it. <laughs> I'll text you to well, take out gonna, the parts with she's her. She's going to break up with hour you and so half. you'll marry her. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, uh, Do you want to have kids? I, Let's just go for the Pete, whole, the Pete, whole thing. Are, he's, <laughs> he's wrapping the mic cord around his neck. Pete, I, <laughs> I, I have. I'm with a wonderful woman who is is going to be a wonderful mother, with or without me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she's gonna have kids. At some it's point. maybe not my first choice, um, and. But I, you know, she's so great. She would, 
But I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I episode is thick. I will have a child. I will have a child, and I will love that child. You think you will have a child? I, I think I probably would lean to not have a child, but it's not a question that you make by yourself. It's a question you make with your family, and she is my family, and she wants to be a mother, and she would be an incredible mother, and um, I would like to make that happen for her and for me. And you and don't know what it'll do for of you. Of course. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, who has a kid and doesn't like get it? Yeah, you know, whatever. It's yeah. it's not something I'm striving for, but um, but I know it's um, it's it's what my family wants. We should call this "Get Rich Nick." Very uncomfortable. <laughs> like I, I just, feel like I have to apologize. God, I do I feel just like put the I have these you. big life decisions where it's like I'm just. I you I these are things everyone does. You do this, you get married, you have a child. Whatever. What if, and I don't I never I grew up not wanting either one of them. What did you want? Um to be a comedian? Yeah. Um I mean I certainly, you know, I just I I just understood how many people got divorced. And like, wouldn't it be cool if all these people didn't get married and divorced? Hmm. Um, and it's not even my, my parents are very happily married. It's interesting. Uh, my parents are the but two sort of like greatest people who exist in the world. I love that you forecasted that that's where I was probably going to go. Yeah. But it, it's sort of like your hell attitude or your heaven attitude. Who cares? I mean, who cares if I get married? It doesn't mean anything. Right. If I have a kid, that's a much bigger deal. A, a kid is something. Marriage is nothing. A kid is everything. Marriage is nothing. I they, they, they are not equipped. The fact when that I got like divorced and didn't things. have kids, people were like, well, they didn't care. Oh, then you must not be upset. That's uh, three shows um, later. Yeah, no, it would be, it, it's a nightmare for those kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no way around it. Right. You got to leave that person to be happy, but your kids would be happier with you miserable in your house. Right, well. Or well adjusted or whatever. We're not the numbers. Are I still read coming. an article in, in the late nineties <laughs> about Bernie. Let's get lighter. Okay, great. One. What is the hardest time you've ever left? Okay, um, here it is. Yes, I walk in. It's my wife asking me to marry her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, ever laughed. You know how like memories get just really distorted in your mind. Yeah. I have always said that 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 one once when I was a kid, I was like 10 and I was watching Gary Shandling's show. Who was younger. Mm. 8. And it was just that that song whistling. Just the opening the Gary Shandling show <laughs> and I just it tickled me. It got you. It was a during yeah, it was during some party and we were in like the kids um isn't it like very hyper aware of itself? It's like Gary has a show. Yeah. Also, this story is nonsense. Yeah. There's no. There's nothing about this memory that's real. It's so long ago, and I've said it too many times. I love it, and I have no idea what it means. Yeah, it's, it's not even a story yet. But it's just like that, and then I was just yelling. I was just laughing. I just laughed so hard that I got really nervous that I was like gonna I be in pain. I um, and that's never that never happens to me. Yeah. Never. I get the laughs where I'm laughing so hard, I, I start to worry that people will think that I'm insane. Yeah. Like I snapped. 
And I've told this before, but one of them, it was at a dinner party or something. It was my first wife. And I was just laughing about how in the 80s they had horror movies that were so low budget that the villain was just a guy on a motorcycle. <laughs> and I... It was the right click of like putting language to something that yeah. was only true to me. I'm talking about a specific horror movie I saw in the 80s. Yeah. So it has that nostalgia laugh to it. I was basically doing a bit that only would work for... So no one was really laughing. And I was just like, he just had a helmet on. <laughs> and I was like... Dying. So it doesn't make sense. There's no dying. Rash, there's no rhyme or reason. That's what I mean. So Gary Shandling show gets you like helmet. I, I would. This is a legitimate one. A couple nights ago, we were watching Storage Wars Northern Northern Treasures, Northern the Canada Treasure. one. Oh, okay. There's like eight of them. I don't watch them, <laughs> but we there's second season only on Netflix. It's the only Storage Wars on Netflix. It's only the second season, and so we were like, you know, we're just like whatever. It's late yeah. at night. Let's watch something dumb. And we watched this, and they they find this harmonium. Which is like a piano slash accordion yeah, used I, in Indian music. Yeah, I have okay. one. Oh, really? Yeah. Incredible. Well, you got to get on this show. <laughs> so, so they're like, I know the perfect guy to take this to. And then they take it to this guy, and he is playing some instrument. You know, he just, oh, you caught me playing a stupid drum. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah. And he's, um, they're like, tell me about this drum. And he's like, oh, this drum? Yeah, the one you're playing, asshole. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is, I made this. And I've been working on it for seven months. And it's, I took the steel drum out of a steel drum, whatever, which oh, that's all a steel drum is. It's that steel drum. Right. And he turned it upside down. And then he's been banging it with a hammer for seven months. And that this is his new instrument. And I'm like, who is this guy? And and they're like, is there any money in the harmonium? And he's like, um, it's very expensive, but you won't you won't be able to sell it unless you know someone who's in like an Indian rock band. It's like, do you know anyone who's an Indian rock band? And the girl says, I know one or two. <laughs> and then he laughs like this is the greatest joke he's ever heard. And he keeps laughing for so long. They cut to her, and she's just kind of standing there, like wondering when it's going to stop. Cuts back to him. He keeps laughing. Cuts to the guys, like in this person, and then it keeps going. And then we rewound it for fifteen minutes, just over and over, watching this guy laugh. And that, that is like that's that's the most I can laugh. Just rewinding something dumb on television. One or two. Oh God, I love it. That is the most meta answer because it's a story of laughing at someone else's hardest time they've ever laughed. And why was he laughing? I don't know. Nothing happened. This is a man who turned a drum upside down and started hitting it and called it a new instrument. This guy is a whole show. We got to talk to this guy. We'll find this guy. Get him on the phone. You find that man. Call him. When I came home, there was a man in my house. Oh God. You find that man. (laughs) It's <laughs> the fugitive. I got it. Did you? I got it. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Yeah, you got, got it. it? Yeah. We're the exact same age. Yes. We, are we? You're yeah. 40? Yeah. Well, not yet. Yeah. I will be eight within 12 months. You're a little bit younger than Yeah. Me. <coughs> oh, shit. 40 this looks rough. to look forward to. <laughs> <coughs> just have some salt before you go to bed and you won't pee as much. Okay, I just feel like, isn't there enough sodium in food? Aren't, aren't I getting enough salt? Do I put more salt in me? Or it's just the timing? Look, I'm going to need you to text me if it works. <laughs> okay. That's all I want. Okay, deal. I think, well, I don't know what you're eating. Oh, I mean. But based on your weight loss competitions. Yeah. You, right know, how, you know how you can lose 
have you has anyone told you about intermittent fasting because you eaten yes you i'm very you'll win. i'm i i have done so much i know a lot about oh this isn't weight just loss general and weight everything loss. i want you to win your money oh yes intermittent fasting yes well what were you gonna say oh no i just like um what i'm eating is like alternately really really you know healthy foods and, and then really, really shitty foods yeah, yeah. and yeah. too much of both that's funny yeah that's like me i'm compensating for pizza with green juice today my apartment like my kitchen looks like i'm a vegan chef you know just we have every alternative everything nutritional um, yeast yes 100 percent. i have nutritional yeast <laughs> everything every flour almond flour coconut flour <laughs> and yet yeah um and yet i you can't balance make it happen it with i just fucking the hippie eat too much yeah i mean can it. i eat too much Get high, eat too much. Yeah, with Nick Turner. My next album. Yep, the Nick Turner Eight. Mm-hmm. You're so funny. Let's end with compliments that make you uncomfortable. Thank you, Pete. You're so funny. I am terrible at compliments, but I just I love you. Oh, thanks, man. I just you're just one of the funniest people. I really appreciate that ever. And I yes, big fan. That's so funny. I don't take this the wrong way. I always would have pegged you as somebody that was like. Eh. Not at all. Yeah, I that makes me happy. Yes, Thank I just you. like I just your energy, your just ability to just be funny where it comes out from the center of your body. Thanks, man. Yeah, I love that. Well, I obviously feel that way about you, and I'm excited for your life. You're at a crossroads. I sure am. We're gonna have to do a follow up oh, episode yeah. in one year <laughs> on this day. People are going to want to know. I'll call it. This was like real drama. Yeah. You know what I mean? We watched. Katie and I got to see it. Yeah. We stood up. I mean, you're, we just, we're having, I'm just literally in these conversations in All my life. Di- I know. And today. I said something that today. someone already said to you today. It's a fucking weird, weird ass Boy, day. oh boy. Get out of here. Go Thank be you. happy. Be healthy. Be movie. <laughs> Oh, God. Would you say keep it crispy? Keep it crispy. Yeah! <laughs> keep it crispy. I'm so crispy. My jeans, I'm on the shoes, 850. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. My-